As we go on Face Off Hockey Show, we'll talk about, uh, boy, why everyone's so damn pissy. Uh, we'll also talk about the increase in the salary cap for the PHF, your all-star rosters, and what in the God's name is a Kent Hughes? We'll get to all that and more. It's Face Off Hockey Show. Right now. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Choose your command. You have chosen the face-off hockey show. I mean, hockey is my life. I've got on hockey underwear right now. The face-off hockey show. With Scotty Waz. Sean O. And the P-Boys. Johnny, Johnny and Mark, Mark with a C. Yeah, baby. Here's your host for the Face Off Hockey Show, Scotty Waz. Hey, everybody. What's crapping? Welcome to another edition of the Face Off Hockey Show. I'm Scotty Waz. There's Jenny P. And we talk yep. hockey. Mostly. Sometimes. Kind of. Kind of. Every now and again. Every once in a while. Sometimes. Um, yeah, we'll have Lyle Richardson on Structures Hockey. He'll be on there. He maybe talks Mark, hockey. Maybe Mark will be here. He doesn't talk hockey, but he's here. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, but Johnny, you were in Buffalo this weekend. I was. Taking I was. in the sights and sounds and smells of the playoff I went, to, I went to a playoff football game in zero degree weather. How was that for you? Um, it wasn't too bad, actually. I... Um, was wearing snow boots, a pair of wool socks that were underneath of a pair of wool socks. Interesting. Um, Under Armour tights, Under Armour running pants, snow pants, a Under Armour uh, base gear shirt, a wool cycling jacket, a windbreaker shirt, a uh, soccer stadium jacket. Then I had a wool hat that had a like baklava in it, and I had a snood on as well. And then I had snow goggles. All in all, I wasn't cold. <laughs> oh, and I and I had um, cycling gloves that go down to negative thirty as well. Could you move? I guess is the next question. I mean, I was walking around fine. The biggest issue, and this was the story that we heard out of the first Winter Classic, uh, that was in Buffalo as well. The biggest issue was that you could only drink three quarters of the beers that were handed to you. That's so true. they were they had the 20 ounce big boys. Mm-hmm. Right. And somebody would show back up with a couple beers and hand you a beer. And you're like, cool. And you'd start drinking it and you'd start drinking it. And then you get down to the bottom and it was frozen solid. Right. So. Uh, <laughs> so, so I had a beer and a half <laughs> in the stadium. Thanks. Good. Uh, uh, the math checks out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it, it definitely helped that the uh, that the Bills uh, were destroying the Patriots in the first quarter. I mean, it wasn't even close. Uh, so that was fun. Drive wasn't too bad. It's like six hours. Nice. Um, so, yeah. It's longer. For some reason, I always thought Buffalo was a longer trip. Um, so we were staying maybe like a half an hour below where the stadium was. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But also the football stadium, I don't think was near the, um, I don't think is, I think it's outside of Buffalo. Yeah, I think Orchard Park. Yes. So it's not like us going to like the Sabres. Right. Right, right, right. Um, But yeah, it was a lot of fun in Buffalo. Um, It was harder to pee than it was to do anything else in all the clothing that I was wearing. Like how you extended that one out. <laughs> yep. I was trying to figure out how to say that so it didn't come out as really awkward, but yeah. Um yeah, so I uh it, it when you have like four layers of pants on, it's yeah, that's tough. That's, oh, that's problematic. It, it's tough. My inhaler froze. Jesus. At one point, so I had to like put it back into my a pocket that was underneath, like closer to my body, just in case I needed it. Uh, my phone, my phone froze. What? At one point, I was taking a selfie and I like pressed the button and it did nothing, <laughs> and I had to like shut it off and like put it back in my pocket and let it warm back Jeez. up. Um, we had these two badass, um, <clears throat> propane heaters though for the tailgate. They were awesome. Um. The cooler showed up with just boxes of beer in it. Mm-hmm. No ice. You opened up the cooler yeah, yeah. and yeah. it was like, yep, instantly cold. If anything, hot packs would probably be necessary. I, I came home with like 16 sets of hot packs because nice. people just kept handing them to me to put them like in my jacket. And then we forgot about them. <laughs> so I've got like a bunch of like the feet warmers and the hand warmers <clears throat> um, in case I need them for anything. But yeah, yeah, all in all, it was fun. It was a really good trip. Um, it was the third football game I've ever been to. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, outside of that, I've done like a bunch of cleaning of my house. I found every single file that I own on multiple computers for the uh, Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction. There we go. Um... And the ones that I don't have, Scotty had, which was amazing. Yeah. Coincidence. Um, so, yeah. All in all, uh, this whole not working thing has been extremely productive for me. Right. <laughs> Sounds like it. You're cleaning up your whole house. You're cleaning up your life. You're ready to go. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to. How How was the tailgating in that kind of weather, though? That's got to be freaking brutal. Well, so we went to a um, we went to a bar beforehand. And had, like, a little bit to eat and, like, a beer or two. Mm-hmm. And then we went to a parking lot. And we were in the parking lot for maybe 90 minutes before we, like, walked to the stadium. Um, mm-hmm. We saw there were two people, like, trying to cook things next to us, which was hilarious. Because it was like, hey, we got a propane grill. We're like, cool. That's not going to get hot enough to cook anything. Exactly. Um, out of the corner of our eye, we saw some guy jump off the top of a truck through a uh, table. Yeah. Uh, so that was good. Um, I decided against jumping through a table because, uh, the only injuries I've ever sustained actually playing a sport was busting my head open. And I figured that that wasn't smart um, for me. Although it probably would have just froze salad and that would have been fine. Um, but yeah, so I didn't I didn't jump off a table or anything like that. Jump onto a table. I jump onto a table, right? Or break it. Right. Like AEW stuff. 
But yeah. And then tomorrow I got hockey. Hey, after go into a noon hockey game at Piney Orchard. Nice. Yeah. Uh, not the not the Maryland Blackbirds, of course. Uh, no, no. This is Team Maryland. Right. Exactly. All of Maryland. Team Maryland, featuring only a few players from actually Maryland. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, yeah. All in all, uh, like I said, I've been very productive over the two week period of being off work and then I start work on Monday. Nice. Okay. Good times. Good times had by y'all. Yeah. I feel like two weeks in between jobs is a good like if I would have gone for three weeks, I feel like I would have gotten like bored. Yeah. At some point. It'd have been like, okay, this is enough. And there's only like a couple things that I haven't like accomplished that I really wanted to accomplish. Um like going and playing indoor golf. Did not make it on the list uh, because it took me a day and a half to find all of the show files <laughs> and, and get them all organized into that Google spreadsheet that I sent to everybody. Right. Um, I did send out packages, though. Packages. Which was on my list. Packages. That's your pack. <clears throat> but yeah. 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 When you uh, when you guys come in April, the uh, guest room is cleaned out some. Um, I'm going to put some stuff up in the attic so I don't have a bunch of crap in the guest room. The basement's cleaned out some. Yeah. Nice. Johnny P doing adult adult things in this one. Yeah. True story. Uh, we didn't do much. Like, we had uh, not really much to do. Uh, no hockey. It's the UND game got canceled because of the COVIDs. I mentioned that last week. Um, what's... Did I buy some? Yeah, bought, bought another hobby, uh, a box, a blaster box. <laughs> nice. Uh, MVPs at the local card shop because they said they were going to get them in. So I'm like, oh, I'll go back and check. And yeah, sure as shit, they had them. So I bought bought a thing of those. Nothing, no, not many big hits. Got a UP card, though. Got the UP gaming card. I saw that. That's good Sick. stuff. Yeah. Happy about that. And yeah, overall, it was a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty relaxing weekend. All things. That's good. Stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> then now we got the Black Bears back up at it uh, this week. So I'll be watching that game. So, yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. They're up in Jamestown. Everyone's going to have a hoot of a time, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Let's get <laughs> to some, some injuries then. All right. Injuries. Injuries. In- oh, yeah. Who's down and out with some blues? Maybe some black and bruised. It's the Face Off Hockey Show Injury Report. Uh, just really one injury to really speak of, unless I go to the other page and check that out, and there's like a minor leaguer that's down. Uh, but Carey Price is rehabbing again from the start. There was a major setback after his knee surgery. And he is now uh, back to uh, square squaw one. Oh no! In this one, which you know, when you look at it back in the day, uh, Mark Bergevin wasn't uh, wasn't actually lying in the grand scheme of things, because yeah, it's uh, not been great for Mister uh, Mister Price after this. I mean, of course, his uh, very his his public his public acknowledgement of him going to uh, some sort of uh, mental rehab. Or something. And then coming back from that. 
starting to get training, and then now this. So uh, let's run down the list, I guess, uh, of other things brought to you by ESPN. Ryan Dezingle, COVID protocol for the Coyotes. Uh, Nick Foligno uh, on the IR. Nothing about what the hell it is. So we got that going for us. Uh, Vinny Hanestrona, day-to-day, but aren't we all from the Buffalo suburbs? Um, nope, that doesn't matter. That one doesn't matter. Uh, Brett Connolly, designated for COVID protocols. It's like being designated for assignment. I know, right? <laughs> uh, any other big ones? Adam Boquist is out. Boquist on. Um... Tommy Greish is out for uh, the Red Wings. Doesn't say what. ESPN, always good with uh, what the hell it is. Yeah, it's great. Doing great. It's probably on ESPN+. Plus. Maybe. I'm all logged yeah. in. It should show up for me. What it's the exclusive. Exclusive. Exclusive injury report. Uh, Cole Caulfield's on IR? Holy shit. What a, what a not, not a great rookie season for him. No. No. Has not been a fantastic campaign. Um... Sammy Blyas had successful knee surgery uh, after this past. Uh, the, was I think he was one taken out by Sue Ban. Oh, so, one of the excessive trips. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one of the the get your kicks trips. Uh-huh. Uh, Sean Couturier upper body COVID nineteen protocol is not expected to return soon, according to Jordan Hall of NBC Sports Philly. That's not great. Um. Chris Drager, injury reserve. He's day-to-day, aren't we all? Um, TJ Oshie still kind of dealing with COVID stuff, dealing with injury stuff. Johnny Carlson got thrown on the COVID list. So did uh, Connor Sheary ahead of their game against... Uh, who did they play earlier this weekend? Vancouver. Uh, Nick Ehlers, lower body injury. He will no, he will uh, return no sooner than Tuesday. <laughs> and because of that... Uh, that gave uh, Dmitry Orlov a suspension for two games for Nia and Nick Ellers, or Ehlers in that one. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, he stuck his knee out there way after it was supposed to be. I can understand that. So, I didn't see it. Yeah, I saw the I saw a gif of it. Uh, and then there's that. Uh, Chris Reidman suspended one game for headbutting Eric Holla. We have had a lot of headbutting. Uh, That's interesting. Mentions. Well, I mean, now that everybody has to wear a helmet, I'm guessing that it's a lot easier to just headbutt somebody. Yeah, everyone has to have their helmet on, and if it comes off, you have to go to the bench. Son of a bitch. I like the the, uh, the NAHL has where if you uh, during a fight, if you take your own helmet off, it's a 10-minute uh, misconduct. Yes. No? I don't know if the NHL has that. They should, though. If you take another player's helmet off, don't you get kicked out? I think so, yeah. If you rip yeah. their helmet off, you're done. Yeah. You're done, though. Um... And then Russ uh, Russ Johnston suspended three games for uh, check to the head of AJ Greer of the mm. Devils. There was some Max allowables I saw today too. Couple of Max allowables. Well, was it? Let me see if uh, if they were in fact genuine Max allowables or if they're from the Max allowable region of France. Ah. Uh, um, yeah, that's uh, where you can only get the the good wine is from the Max allowable. That's genuine. Right. Uh, Philip Deneau was Max allowable for a dangerous trip. Uh, to Braden Point, uh, I hate when that happens. You know, you get that wrong, you know, the wrong shrooms, and away we go. Uh, and Jonathan Druen, uh, Max allowable, good call on the both of those, Johnny, to Tyler Sagan on the cross check. Nice. So major penalty. You got a major penalty in a game misconduct to Druen in the third period for that one. So 
I guess they're like, well, you already missed some of the game. Here's another 5K on top of that. Interesting, interesting way to go. But hey, here we are as a people. He was uh, trying to impress the new GM. That's why. Right. It's just like, hey, Kent Hughes, look at me. Um, Patreon, we got a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Faceoff Hockey Show. We put stuff up there. You do stuff. and It's great times for everybody. Um, two different tiers. One one tier gets you just the video, and two tier tier two you get to vote on a segment, you get the video, and maybe you get a little card break like we did last week or some other video fun we put up on there. So, yeah. Uh, be like Pat, Jeff, Kevin, Matthew, Damon, Mark, Ethan, Trista, Chris, Rob, Sean, Mitch. They contribute. So can you. Patreon.com slash Facebook Hockey Show. All the money that uh, goes to the Patreon goes back into the show in one form or another. Uh, sometimes for money laundering purposes. I'm kidding. This isn't a crypto bit. Um, why are you so pissy, Johnny? Jesus. Mm. Why are you so pissy? This is this, this, this the time of the year for me. What a bad fucking question from Oof. alleged Hall of Fame reporter Jim Matheson of the Edmonton Sun Tribune or whatever the hell they call it. Uh, if you if you if you hadn't heard already, uh, Leon Dreisaitl had a uh, media availability. It's up there on the dais. Jim Matheson asked him a dumb question. Uh-huh. Hey, what do you guys what what do you what can you pinpoint that's going really bad for you? Just name one thing. And rather than throw anybody under the bus, Leon Dreisaitl was like, "We're doing everything bad. What the hell you want from me?" And Jim Matheson's like, "Do you want to elaborate? No, you can do that." Well, it also speaks to there being a um, probably an article prior, an article that had already been written about what was wrong with the Oilers, because the comment back of um, of you can figure it out, you know everything, like stemmed from something. Yeah, like you you just write about it. You're, I'm sure it's either that or it's something that he's written before about dry will being a, a bit of a bit yeah. of a or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if, if this, this I kind of feel like Matheson deserved everything he got in that situation. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't understand anybody uh, saying that uh, Leon Drysdale is in the bad. Like, I don't get like, like players don't owe media anything. No, and that's the shitty part about this old guard that the that there is that still continues to be long past their due date um, because newspapers apparently are still a thing. Like, you don't need to... You don't have this parasocial relationship with fucking the players anymore, nor should you. Like, it should be... Well, that's how it used to be, though. It's like, you actually went out and, like, drank with players. Yeah. Like, or you... Or all the players were out at a bar somewhere and you went out and, like, hung out with them and then you wrote, like, an article about, like, what great team camaraderie they had or something. You know, like... Dicky Dunn from Slapshot. Like that yeah. thing. I don't know. I never I never understood the need to have and I, I, I guess it stems back to when the when the media was bitching and complaining that they wouldn't be allowed in locker rooms when COVID first started. Yeah, that was stupid to me and as well. It's, it's like guys, you don't like we gotta be in there because we need to get the real scoop. We need to know how the players are gonna be. No, you don't. Stop it. Enough of you. So here's the question that I ultimately have. In this situation, and I understand it's their job; they want to be able to do their job. Blah blah blah. This that, and the other thing, whatever. Um, what they write goes to a fan base, correct? So, like, 
does the fan base really need to know what it's like in the room? Do they care anymore? It's not like fan bases nowadays are so intertwined with sports teams like they were in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and today. Um, that was a that was an oldie station that threw <laughs> that turned into Mix 1065. Um, but like, I don't get it. I don't understand the the like. I need to get a pulse on the room. Who gives a shit? Well, not only that, like you teams give so much of an insight to off ice stuff like they never did before. Yes. Like that's that's I mean, they control the narrative that way. But I mean, you have all these like a lot of teams have their own like little weekly series or what have you or or give a lot of updates online on Twitter and on YouTube and stuff like that after practice and shit like that. Like they, they, I think people get more of an insight today than they did in the past. And it doesn't have to deal with who's, who's, uh, who's wife swapping at the Copacabana tonight. But it also doesn't, it doesn't, um, I don't know the best way to say this nowadays. It doesn't translate into a long form read. No one, no one cares. To yeah. sit down and read an article for five minutes about what's going wrong in the dressing room. Like, watch a video and, and people talk about it for a minute and a half and you move on. Or or you just don't care. Right. Like or, there is not a single fan in this world who owns a sports team outside of Green Bay. It's true. Yeah. Not and, one that's paying for tickets to go to the game. That's true. So true and i mean like honestly like what kind of question is that like what do you guys what do you guys think you're doing wrong name one thing pinpoint it throw somebody under the bus so i can you know manufacture drama yeah so i can now i can speak badly about you even more exactly i don't like you anyway (laughs) yeah i thought that that was stupid i do think it's funny um in like a ironic type of way that all hell is broken loose with the NHL in the past two years with all of the off ice shit that's gone on. Mm-hmm. And yet the NHL still allows something like this to occur. Right. Like this should be a non-topic, but guess what? Now it's it, just, a, it's one more thing that gets thrown on the fire. It's all the things out there for the team that you want to succeed most with the player that is, um, fuck. Like how, how do you like, listen, the the Oilers since December second are two ten and two. Yeah. Well, also McDavid hasn't played in a really long time either because he's on my fantasy team. Yeah, he played. I think he came back this Saturday. I saw that game against Edmonton or against Ottawa, where they gave up five fucking straight goals <laughs> in the third. They gave up five goals in the third period and lose that damn thing. Um, but man, like that, like you have this situation. And the Oilers won't pull his card. Like they won't pull his credential. Like I, I don't, I don't understand why. Because you or I do that. Fucking we out, we out, we out. We've we've done far less than that we don't know about that apparently we're uh, blacklisted for. <laughs> so, I mean, this shit just keeps going on. That's the crazy part about it is that you're gonna have these old heads. Uh, who still are newspaper days trying to get the scoop and go to the telephone booth to 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 dictate their story, um, and yet they're still they're still allowed to have questions. I'm trying to think of this. It, how how does this rank up 
is this better or worse than Adrian Dater's question uh, from the playoffs to I think it was Nathan McKinnon? Because that was a that's another bad question that we've had within the past year. I just think that it shows a form of entitlement mm. um, that reporters believe that they can ask whatever they want because that's their job and they're just doing their job. But it's just not the way that society works anymore. No. Like if you can't evolve, like you, you at some point you got to get out of the way, mm-hmm. like evolve or leave. There's two options. Like, I mean, Don Cherry's gotten pushed out. Now he's done way more than ask stupid questions if in the grand scheme of things, but he was never able to evolve. He right. never got any better than he was in the seventies. Never wanted to evolve. I mean, I see the same thing with some of these old head, you know, reporters that are like, Hey, this is what I did in the seventies. And people answered those questions. Well, guess what? None of these kids were alive then. Exactly. Actually, your your uh, career probably spans more than the lives of these kids that you're uh, asking questions of currently. So time to move on, evolve or, or get out. Exactly. Mark, your thoughts on, uh, I don't know if you've noticed the uh, the Jim Matheson situation. Yeah, John is so woke right now. Hashtag yeah, right? baby. Uh, I, no, I didn't, I did not catch the Jim Matheson. I thought Jim Matheson was a comedian. Until he did you, it first yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he did a bit with Leon Dreisaitl? That's awesome. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna assume he said something he wasn't supposed to say or so, asked. So Jim Matheson asked um God, who the hell God, who was Dreisaitl? it? Um Jeff was it Villate, whatever. Jeff Villate? Jeff Machete? Um, let me see if I can find the full quote. Um, da, 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 da. Are we right. allowed to do that? Shit. Probably not. All right, here we go. So before before the question, uh, God damn it! Just give me the full line of questioning. Jesus Christ! Just give me the answer. You fucking don't. I don't care about your RVG. You cock. Um. Shout out Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> you just said RBG. Oh, That's sure. What I think about when you say RBG. So, um, here before the viral clip happened, before the clip happened, Jim Matheson, who is from the uh, uh, Edmonton Snow and Sun, uh, he asked. It, wait, hold on. The newspaper in Edmonton is called the Snow and Sun. No, I just made it up because I don't know. That okay, That's, I mean, it, it, I believed it. So. I bought my uh, I bought my first bike from a place that was called like Sun and Ski Sports. That that makes sense. Yeah. Ski doos on both sides. Uh, so before the clip, uh, the before the clip that everyone knows about, Matheson asked Leon Drysaddle, Leon, what's your level of anger at how things are going right now? I know you're frustrated with where you are at the beginning of the season compared to where you are now. Are you angry as well as frustrated? Drysaddle laughs. I, I mean, of course it's frustrating. Like I said, we're not here. Uh, we're not where we want to be. Anger, I don't know if I would call it anger. It's more frustration, but that's obviously something you have to put behind. Uh, oh, so behind. that's a real answer. Yeah, and go back to work. Matheson then asked, do you think the last two years you've been, uh, do you think the last two years you've been second in your division and you've shown a lot of maturity, Do you, but now you've lost six in a row twice. Do you think your team 
Do you think your team was past that, not getting into these long losing streaks? Dry Sutter says, sure, yeah. Then the clip starts, and this is where everyone saw. Matheson goes, a lot of reasons, lots of reasons why the Oilers are playing the way they are. First off, why does he get fucking 17 successive questions? Yeah. And second of all, they progressively get more and more pointed. Yes, very much so. Um, Which, like, at this point, hearing the two questions beforehand, I actually fault Leon Dreisaitl less than I did in the beginning. Right? So, here's the clip, and it starts with lots of reasons why the Oilers are playing the way they are in terms of winning and losing. What do you think the number one... What do you think is the number one... No, all right, so this is how it's this is how it's dictated. So, this is, in parentheses, SIC. Um, what do you think the number one losing for the loss is now? <laughs> it's the number one reason for the losses now. Is there one thing in your own mind that you're saying we've got to get better at that? Drysaddle responds, yeah, we got to get better at everything. Matheson asks, would you like to expand on that? Drysaddle's like, nope, you can do that. You know everything. Matheson then goes, goes, why are you pissy, Leon? Uh, Drysaddle <laughs> goes, huh? Matheson goes, why are you so pissy? Drysaddle's like, I'm not. I'm just answering your question. Matheson's like, yeah, you are. Every time I ask you a question, Drysaddle says, I gave you an answer. Matheson goes, not a very good one. Drysaddle goes, okay. Uh, and then Matheson goes, I have one more for you, Leon. You showed your frustration in the ice last game against Ottawa. Is, is it a good thing when you show to the other team so the other team knows that you're frustrated? Drysaddle's like, it's a great thing for sure. And then he gets up and that's it. The PR people finally pull the plug in this fucking debacle. <laughs> Jim yeah, Matheson. that's even worse. Jim Matheson <laughs> is so good. crotchety old fuck. And I, I, for some, I, God, I wish in heaven that the Oilers would pull his credentials. So, so this is, this is so great for a lot of reasons for me. It's not only a generational gap, but I, I, I just had to look this up because clearly I'm not a huge hockey fan, but Dreisaitl's yeah. German also. Yes. And in Germany, like, you just don't do that. Right. I feel you, like you don't go down this line of questioning that far because they just don't give a shit. In Germany, they just don't give a shit. And if, if you get to a point where you you're you're at, they're at the end of their rope, then like, like culturally, they just that's it. <laughs> they're done with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. See, I didn't know the beginnings of it even. Sure. But psh. yeah, that that's that's even worse than just the clip that's been going around. But it yeah. goes back to your point, Johnny, that that it's the entitlement of the reporter thinking they needed they that answer is not yeah. good. Enough. Correct. Right. Fucking you hell. got an answer. Figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Write your story. Yeah. You know what? If, if in the story. He decides to say that dry you know, whatever, right, right, whatever angle you want to about dry and then hit the backlash in the comments section and deal with that. Right. Mm-hmm. But doing it to the player's face, I mean, now you've ensured that he's not going to give you a good answer on any question that he asks ever again. So congratulations. Go, so. Oh, yeah. I wonder how much they'll blackball him now. So. Right. And this also, by the way, coming from the guy who's second in goals, second in points right now. Right. He's high. It's, up not, like, it's not like he's not doing his job. He's yeah. a team player by saying, like, yeah, it sucks that we're losing. Yeah, it sucks that the team isn't playing well, but it's not like he's not playing well. Yeah. <laughs> and he would never say that because yeah, right? he's a team you player. How, so You know how great it would be if he was like, can you figure out, can you pinpoint a reason why the team is losing? And he was like, yeah, it's the media. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. 
Or could you imagine if he was like, if they had asked that question and he leaned into it and was like, well, I'm doing my job, but nobody else here is. Right. He would have gotten more of a backlash. Yeah. That could you imagine the story that would have been written that, by this, that's by this what reporter he if he had thrown exactly. his team under the bus? He wants that's that what, hit piece. That's what he was looking for. So He's here's like, another interesting thing. Didn't it come out like this past summer, even that the GM of the Oilers are still talking about how, how hard it is to get players to come to Edmonton to play? Exactly. And this is just like one more nail in the coffin. I was just I was thinking that while I was taking a crap when I got home from work today. Like, remember, yeah, they used to put VHS happened. videos out to try to get people in there. Now they're going to have to do it again because their beat writers are fucking terrible. So, wow. you know, oh, well, can you do these are the people that do get to talk about the NHL, though, and right. go into go these games events. and stuff. Yeah, but say La Vie. Holy fuck, we only have four weekends Levy. left. Levy. hockey. Huh? You said say Levy. Oh, say I said Levy. So I said Levy. Hey, do you know that PHF is uh, increasing their salary cap? Yeah. That's right. They invested $25 million into the league over the next three years, raising the salary cap to uh, $750,000 a year uh, from $300,000 a year. Yeah, that's My nice. My God. That's, that's a, good. That's a that is a good bump. Now, the downside is people uh people were uh upset that uh, I saw one person saying, "Yeah, this is great and all, but this is as much as a as a uh minimal you know minimal basic uh, contract NHLer makes." Correct. Yeah, and I'm it's thinking, great, but it's not good enough. Yeah, the, exactly. the yeah the yeah buts. Right, exactly. Like we can't we can't applaud progress. And and granted, I am all for paying female athletes their fair share, and they're not getting their fair share. But we have to at least applaud progress. Yes, I mean this like it's like yeah, you know what? It also could have been nothing. You know, they could have just given given them nothing. Right. They also could not have a league again. Exactly, where you have to hope for hope that. Uh, you know, there's people out there that want to be the title sponsor of your traveling, your traveling games. So, I'm trying to find the story about because I don't know. It, they do have seven teams in Montreal now, right? That's what happens will, when you miss a comma. Yeah, <laughs> make it seven dot com. Um, but 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 where the hell is it? Because they they are going to expand one team to Montreal, one team to Montreal, one team to an unannounced uh, city. In the United States Ooh, of America, a lottery Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, let's let's find out together which city gets the team. <laughs> How great would it be if it was? You know, city? You know what would be awesome <laughs> is if they just put like a bunch of city names in like one of those hoppers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They brought the guy who does the uh, lottery draft in, and he gets to pull one name out of the hat. Yeah, <laughs> and, but the cities don't know, so like it, it's it, like. <laughs> That's even better. They don't know they're yeah. bidding. Yeah. So like at at some point, like Salt Lake City is just like it's a phone call, and they're like, "Hey, guess what? You won. You have a a, a PHL hockey team now. You have a rink, right? <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> is this a is this a joke call? Am I a joke to you? Of course, no. I saw Salt. That would actually be really fun. Here's your team. Have fun. Yeah. Exactly. PHF. Uh, PHF stand for? P- what does PHF stand for? I don't know. Um, 
$25 million pledge. All the athletic. Come on, guys. Come on, y'all. Maybe if I'm still logged into my thing. I don't know. After the New York Times bought it, I don't know if I still have a login or not. I can invite friends. Me. Uh, all right. So the commitment includes $7.5 million in salary benefits for the 22-23 season. Uh, so that goes up, blah, blah, blah. Additionally, the investments will include full health care benefits for the players. That's huge. Yeah. As well as 10% equity of each team. Ooh. Equity's good. I learned that from Shark Tank. It's <laughs> nice. Uh, they'll develop uh, the league and other models like expansion, including upgrading facilities, purchasing new equipment, and extended 28-game schedule. Players will also control their own likeness and thus be able to profit from their image. Smart. Wait, the, I'm sorry. They're professional athletes before, right? How were they not able to do this before? Uh, great question. Uh, well, I do, guess maybe, um, do they not have a players association? Maybe because I remember well, the well, NHL. The NHL was like this before NHL '94, well, well, NHL '93 and '94. The, right. the the lockout in in '93 '94 was what that was. Well, partially what that was sort of about, right? Well, I mean, it was an outcome of the lockout. I think it was more free agency. But an outcome of it was that the players got to the or, or was it that the NHLPA argued or or whatever? Forget it. How did the players get into the game is my question. The NHLPA signed an agreement or did the players for EA do that themselves? Yeah. Yeah, they had to sign. A, it was signed with one or the other and get the licensing rights like the NHL signed with EA for 92. And they didn't have players names and they didn't have the actual team names right. or they didn't have the actual uh, they didn't have the players' names, and then '93 didn't have the team names, and then '94 it all came together. They all agreed and had a good time. Okay, so the lockout had nothing to do with players. No, rights. not at all. Okay, fair enough. Okay, I was uh, like 10 years old, so what do I know? I, You're I, actually I, playing Little League. Exactly, you were literally yeah. playing Little League. Um, and I wrote a couple stories about it. That's the only reason why I have I know that. Well, um, you do the research. That's why I talked I to don't. Ron Barr, man. Ron Barr, baby. Uh, so currently, PHF has six teams, Boston, Buffalo, Connecticut, Metropolitan, Minnesota, and Toronto, and they will add Montreal and then a possible U.S. team after that. Um, and there is a there is a women's hockey player union, but they are on the other side of the PHF track. Like they were the ones that we need to be paid more and they did their own thing. So I don't think there's any representation of the union for the players, the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association that has to deal with the PHF. Oh, yes. It's insane to me. Right. So I don't know. Maybe bigger names later on. But it's a start. Good for good for them. Here's hoping we can grow upon that after this happens um, from there. The, the health benefits is huge, too. Jesus Christ. That's big for them because they don't have to go and get their own health care. There we go. Um, what else we got? Oh, the NHL is going to stop testing sim- asymptomatic players after the All-Star break. Um, they're going to only test for a four-cause purpose or if there's over-border traveling. Which is sort of what every other employer does. I mean, it's not like I get tested every day when I go to work. If I, I mean, I, I work from home, so let's be honest, that's different. But if I were you to go to the tested. office, if I were to go to the office, they don't swab me every time I walk in the front door. So, nope. Nope, you have to, for us, so have to, it would make sense to only test the people who have symptoms. Exactly. 
save all those tests. Well, they just rolled out those home tests, man. You got to get those home kits ready. Yeah. yeah. It also really helps that uh, after the All-Star game, you don't want to test people because you don't want to know that uh, the All-Star game spread right. the uh, COVID to all 32 teams right. yeah, at exactly. that point. Yes. It's Wayne Gretzky strikes again, trying to get Ovi to <laughs> yep. not break his record. Only 130-some away, I think. So that's I mean, it's at the beginning of the season, and we're all Caps fans, obviously. Everyone knows that. But at the beginning of the season, as an independent viewer for the people watching or listening to us at home, independent hockey fan, you had to think that, th- that this wouldn't have happened, right? Halfway through the season, Ovechkin leads the leading goals and points. It's right now. Way. It's insane as a 36-year-old man or 37-year-old man. I mean, when did Gretz, Gretzky might have probably been the last one as a 37-year-old halfway through the season to lead the league in scoring at this point in his career. Right. And maybe not even Gretzky. Yeah. Oldest NHL points, points leader. Well, I mean, it, it would be hard to pinpoint at a certain point during the season, but... yeah. The the oldest, you know, like uh, what's Art? What's the points lead? Art Ross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oldest Art Ross winner. I'm trying to think who that might probably Gordy Howe, but in the modern era, who knows? Yeah. So I'm looking for the the. Uh... Jesus Christ! What are we doing? A lot, the, maybe we should wait for Lyle for this one. The He'd oldest know. player with a hundred points was. Uh... Red Hall. Nope. John. Gordy? Yeah, well, Gordy, 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 how? Forty yeah, years old. But let's say, let's say he that was forty when he did that. Yeah, uh, but okay, there were only what eight teams, twelve teams, at that uh, point. Sixty-eight, sixty-nine, twelve. Yeah. So he also played for like sixty or seventy years, I think, in true. professional. In in the mod in the modern era, there is uh, the one guy who hit a recently hit a hundred points even. Uh, as recently as 0607. Timu. Johnny? Yager. Joe Sackick. Hmm. 100 points in uh, 36 goals, 64 assists at 37 years old. Wow. So here's an interesting question as well. Are we starting to see the tick of goal scoring going back up to the way that it was like oh! before? Before uh, the devil. Is this saliva? Is that a saliva joke? No, it was a tick joke. A t- I thought it was a tick, tick, boom joke. No, it was a, it was a spoon. Because tick for the animated series. Sorry, yeah, John. No, I thought, uh, see, I went tick, tick, boom. Sorry. <laughs> tick tock. Great app. So No, I was just saying, like, are we starting to see everything, like, move back into a way where, I mean, I feel like there are a lot more than I, yeah. a lot more seven-one games than I remember. In in yeah. in my opinion, and Scotty, go ahead. I'll, this will be a, a quick one. Connor McDavid scoring as many points as he did last year in a half a season. I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I would yeah. say I opted on that. What is his stats? Breaking a hundred points in what was it, thirty-eight games or something like that. Connor McDavid? Uh, no, Christ, that that'd be a really big fucking record. Well, how many games were played last year? I forget. Seven, sixty, sixty some. Oh, it was six. It was sixty some. I thought it was. I think it was like fifty. And then it was like fifty six. You know what? Fifty sounds right. Last year, hundred five points in fifty six games. Okay, 
So he was still almost a two point per game player. Yeah. <laughs> which yes. is ridiculous. It's very absurd. Like a one seven five, my God. Um he is he is I'm just looking at this point. Uh, his rookie season, he did. It was a short, uh, a shortened. No, it wasn't. He, he was injured. So, uh, was that when he hurt his shoulder? I think it was. Uh, only played 45 games his rookie season. Since then, he's only had one season that wasn't 100 points, and that was 97 points in the 2019-2020 in the shortened season. Good branding, though. Yeah. 97 points. Yeah, got to do it. Got to be on top of that, baby. And then sure. he scored nine points in the playoffs. In four, he scored nine points in four playoff games as the Oilers were eliminated. <laughs> you know, I, I, I always do wonder that. I get that it's only regular season for statistics like this, but Gretzky scored like an additional 120-some goals in the playoffs, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Some absurd number of goals in the playoffs. And Gretzky and, and Ovechkin is nowhere near that. So. Well, you, you know, you have to make long runs to get that kind of fucking... Uh, yeah. By the way, don't don't tell the Black Bears that yeah. it's just regular season stats are they they'll combine anything. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, so career playoff goals 122 for Gretzky, 260 assists for 382 points just in the playoffs. 382 points <laughs> is easily like if you look at a statistics curve, it's probably more points than half the people who've ever played in the league. Probably 75% of the, of the people that have oh, ever played I'm- in the league have in their entire careers. And yeah. he did it in the playoffs over the course of like two months a year. <laughs> absurd. It's absurd. And in and, and, and not as many games either. Um what do you think? Page page ten, maybe? Get to page ten. There's twenty pages here on this quaint sports. Um what, what was it? Three hundred twenty eight, you said? Three eighty two. Three eighty two. Three eighty two. All right, so um, come on, give me that, give me that sweet, sweet <laughs> fucking stat line, baby. I look this up here. Jesus. All right. We're going up the charts here. Come on. 382. Give me three. All right. He would slot in tied for 771 in the regular season. Wow. Time. All time. All time. That's insane. That's just playoff performances. In what, like a hundred games? In uh, probably a season. Two hundred and eight. Alright. So all time playoffs, Gretzky uh So in can, two and a half seasons. Can yeah, exactly. Of playoff hockey that's supposed to be low scoring. <laughs> uh can you name number two? Oh, for in goals playoff, or points? Playoff points, points all time. Um ironically he's also number two in goals all time. Playoffs. Who does he work for? <laughs> Good one. Mm, I'm going to go with Iserman. Iserman, Johnny. Yari Curry. Ooh, ooh close. Mark Messier. Uh, Yari Curry's number three. Number I figured four. it was somebody else on that Oilers. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Oilers, <laughs> Kings. Like, <laughs> on the, on the, the, another one for number four. Coffee. Uh, no, thanks. I don't like it. <laughs> John, uh, Luke Robitaille? No, Glenn Anderson splits threes. Huh. Uh, and then number five is Yager. Coffee number six. 
at 196 points in 194 playoff games. Better than a point as a defenseman from the blue line. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but when you when you stop the puck behind the net and you let Gretzky take it 200 feet and score a goal, you got an assist. True. Like, come on. He did have 137. I mean, Greg Fear is probably pretty high up on that list. (laughs) (laughs) Um, do you guys want to guess the second defenseman behind Coffee in all-time points in the playoffs? John, you go first on this one. I've been going first on everyone. Bobby Orr. Bobby Orr. Mark? I was going to say Rob Lake. Uh, Nick Lindstrom. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, they were made the playoffs for like 30 straight years, and he was there for all of them. Then Ray Bork is the, top th- is the third in the top three. Huh. See, I'm surprised Ray Bork is that high. Yeah. Don't think of him as a scorer. But again, just give it to Cam Neely. He also really only had the one cup, right? Like that he won in, in Colorado. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he went to the cup in 90. And they True. made some pretty deep runs, I think. They probably got to conference playoffs, conference championships a couple times. Yeah, I guess so. So I mean, you well, gotta you have to play a good number of playoff games in order to score that many points anyway. And again, so. it's one of those things where you give it to Oates or you give it to Neely, and they'll just take it the rest of the way, and you're good. <laughs> Jesus, Johnny. <laughs> but that wasn't that funny. That was, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> actually, not even a joke. It was actually facts. <laughs> All right, bud. Just breathing. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're breathing a, a sigh of fresh air with Mr. Lyle Richardson. Hi, Lyle. <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? Just talking about the oldest players uh, with points uh, in the in the well, we were talking about players in the uh, playoffs, and then we were talking about the oldest players to 100 points. So, mm. what you're getting? We were, into. We, we were discussing Ovechkin leading the league in points and goals halfway through mm. the season as a 36 or 37 year old, and yeah. who the last player to accomplish roughly the same feat would have been. Wow. And uh, and uh, the closest that we've come in the modern era is Joe Sackick scoring exactly 100 points in, like, 2006 as a 37-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there haven't been too many. You know, Gordie Howe was a freak of nature. He had, like, I think, like, 105 points. I think he was 38 yeah. he was, or 39. He was, he was 40 when he scored 106 in 68-70. Uh, That's what it was, 106, yeah. yeah. We yeah. weren't considering that the modern era because there were so few teams, but he played the seals. But we can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would throw him in there. Why not? Yeah, but uh, yeah, there haven't been too many. It's a it's a testament to uh, to uh, Ovi's conditioning, that's for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Um. All star game rosters were announced. <laughs> Everyone's hyped about that. Oh yeah, we favorite fucking <laughs> Joe, baby. Mm. Got representation from Nick Suzuki. Every team gets a pull. Why not? We're gonna it's... get COVID. <laughs> I freaking absolutely hate the way they do that. You know, oh oh, every team must be represented. If your team sucks, it you don't deserve representation. And yeah, <laughs> I say that knowing full wow. well that my favorite team is the worst team in the league right now. It's like, no, you don't deserve to have anybody there. You really fucking don't. The same goes for the Arizona Coyotes. Sorry. No, you don't have anybody there that's an all-star. You got some good players. Montreal has some good players. Do you have superstars? Do you have anybody there that's worthy of all-star consideration? No. Bring in the best. Like, that's why guys 
say what you will about Brad Marchand and the chippy side of his game. This guy, for the last six years, has been one of the most dominant forwards in the NHL. Truth. Okay. I mean, at left wing, only Ovechkin has more points. I mean, that's crazy over the last six years when you think about it. And he is just as dangerous in shorthanded situations as he is on a power play or even strength. And yet he's not going to the all-star game. What the fuck? Like, I'm sorry, but that's ridiculous. They should make this like a really big event. Like if you're in last place at the all-star break, you should play the all-star team. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> like the ECA, well, the ECHL does that where they, they have an all-star team take on the, the host city. Champions. Hold yeah, on. The host city. Yeah. yeah. The Hold host on. City. If if you beat the spread, you get that amount of points back in the standings. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. There you go. Then we can turn it into a betting thing as well. You want to know what I would Not love yet, to no. see? I, I would. <laughs> hey, this is hey. Ginger. Ginger's here. Hey. Oops, sorry. Right. I got you right in the right in the glasses. Hey, your puppy. Hey. 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 Good dog. Everybody sees a dog, and we all automatically go into dog voices. Good night, Merry Christmas. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Shape, stomach, and everything. Just tired. Uh, so, ginger. Yep. Yeah, Mark didn't have yep. enough ginger. We have a third. House. We have a third ginger in the family. We have a third ginger. There you go. And he's adorable. What's up, my dog? What's up, good dog? dog. Snickerdoodle. Snickerdoodle. All right. Yeah. I mean, uh, a golden doodle, not a snickerdoodle. That's a snickerdoodle. <laughs> I thought that was a cookie. Labradoodle. Yeah. <laughs> yes. A labradoodle. All right. I'll be right back. No right, worries. Mark. Yeah. But yeah, but like I said, though, you know, it, it, it's a farce that you see guys who are clearly all stars not on the, making the all star team because, oh, we have to make sure every team is represented. Screw that. Everyone gets a medal. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's 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 the NHL's version of the participation trophy. You know, oh, we've got to have somebody there from every team. No, you friggin' don't. You don't. Okay, you want to have players that are going to go to the All Star team. Build a better team. God damn it. I'm sorry, but no, that this the All Star game stopped meaning anything to me back in the '80s. It really did. It it just stopped meaning anything. You know, I'm old enough to remember vaguely because I was five, but I even remember the last All-Star game where it was the defending Stanley Cup champion taking on a team of All-Stars from around the league. Okay, that was the Toronto Maple Leafs in 1968 taking on, you know, like that was, I think, one of the first hockey games, NHL games that I can remember watching with my dad. Okay, Hmm. and it's, you know. Like I said, now I had no concept, but it's like you think back and you're like, Jesus, yeah, that would friggin' mean something. You know, that would be a game. Who would not want to watch the Tampa Bay Lightning, a team that's loaded with friggin' all stars to begin with, taking on a team of all stars? You know, that would sell. God damn it, that would sell. You know, but. No, we can't have that because, oh, players could get hurt and blah, 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 and all this nonsense. 
So then it was East versus West. And and in, in the 70s, the All-Star game was actually competitive. Bobby Orr was actually blocking shots in an All-Star game. He famously took one in the jewels. I think it was in 72. You know, slid to block a shot and caught it right in the bag. But <laughs> when they won the cup. You yeah, would never like you would never see that in today's game. No. Never. You would not see a player slide to block a shot or go out of their way to block. If a shot gets blocked, it's by accident. It's a glorified game of pawn hockey. It means fuck all. The last time that the last time the All-Star game really meant anything was because we all wanted to see John Scott. Oh. <laughs> Famous I thought boom, you were gonna say the Guardians. Which everybody <laughs> vote which everybody remember he was voted in and it was a big joke. And I thought, oh, this is just gonna be shit. And it actually turned out to be a really good story. You know, it really did because everybody on the team that everybody you know on both sides, you know, they went out of their way to like make it a big event for him because they knew he he'd been voted in as a joke. He knew he'd been voted in as a joke. And yet the joke was on all of us, or not when I say us, no, we didn't vote for him, but yeah. all of those Two who votes. voted him in, you know, the joke was on them. The joke was on R slash NHL on Reddit. That's what yeah. the joke was on. And on any and on the NHL but, too. Because here's, here's <clears> the thing <throat> people forget. Mm. Rory Fitzpatrick walked so yeah. Scott could run. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Had to be somebody. Yeah. Rory Fitzpatrick. Well, yeah. I think we had a, a lengthy debate about why fans even have a voice in this sort of thing. Oh, God. After, I, know. I mean, granted, it was a fun event when Scott was in it, but at the time, yeah. I think we were like, shouldn't this just put it put an end to the fans having a voice in this situation? Well, it well it it didn't put an end to it, but it put severe curtails on it, which were yeah. long overdue because it was just ridiculous. But the All Star Game, it, it and I'm, and here we are in the middle of a fucking pandemic where they think that oh yes, well now our numbers are coming down and we want to make sure that we end our schedule on time and all of this. And and listen, I understand they're only taking four day really four days out of the schedule to stage the All Star Weekend, so it's not a big period of time because. The, the, the time that was allotted for the Olympic break, they're using that to make up for all the most of those postponed games. But my problem with it, and I wrote about this, is you are going to have the best players in the league, or most of them anyway, <laughs> most of the best players in the league in one place for two days. They're going to be sharing the same dressing room and all that happy shit. No real social distancing. And some of them are going to wind up if they, if they haven't tested positive by the time they're th- before they get there, they'll definitely test positive yeah. during that weekend. And they're going to drag that shit back to their teams at a time when the NHL is saying we're yeah. happy seeing. Oh, yeah. Every team where the <laughs> NHL right now is saying we are we are happy with seeing that the number of case positive cases are declining. So, yes, let's stage an all-star game. Let's yeah. spike that motherfucker back up But again. guess what, Lyle? The good news is they already have a two-week break built into the season. So if they need to put things on hold oh. and send everyone home, yeah, they can. But it's just, it, it's just it's stupid. And and the only reason why they're doing this, honest to God, because they're not make, you're not going to make any money from the game itself. The money that's made is just at the local level for, for Vegas for one night. That's the only place that makes any money from. And quite frankly, yeah, and they really the All-Star it. game in Vegas is an afterthought because it's Vegas. Okay. No, the reality is, is that I will bet you that this has to do with their contract with ESPN. ESPN wants that All-Star game. 
and they're going to give them the all-star game. And it's just, it's, it's so fucking stupid when common sense, when they had the common sense to say, no, no, we're not going to go to the Olympics because that's going to, you know, the, the cases are spiking. We don't know what it's going to be like when they get over there. We could, we could see guys stuck over there in quarantine for three to five weeks, not to mention it would take a big chunk out of our schedule and we're, we need to, we want to make sure the season ends on time. So they made the sensible you know, move there, but for the all-star game, oh yeah, sure, sure, we'll 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 run that risk. And at at the time, also when the all-star game's over, they're not going to bother testing it for asymptomatic players. They're asymptomatic. As long as you're fully vaccinated, if you're asymptomatic, ah, oh, don't matter, don't care. Oh, you're asymptomatic, you tap off, but you're asymptomatic. Oh, okay, back and you go. Yeah, sure, you're still infectious, mm-hmm. but whatever, spread it around, right? Hey, there we go. Everything stupid, 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 stupid. But anyway. Whoever, you know, it's hard to believe that a league that, you know, almost two years ago was was universally praised for how they handled like the, the, the playoff, the 2020 playoffs and last season with their COVID measures that they're just saying, basically, fuck it, just throwing it aside, you know, it's yeah. ridiculous. But hey, I hope the All-Star Games on ESPN Plus. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, Central Division and West and Pacific Division only carrying one defenseman, by the way, too. So that's going to be. A- yeah, that's yeah. See, the, again, another just another demonstration of what a pure stupid farce the All Star Game. It's just glorified pawn hockey. It's all it is. Whoop de doo. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? Fucks <clears throat> oh, can't use. He is. I, think a, I, I saw a bunch of movies starring him in the eighties, right? Ken Hughes. Wait, oh, does, sorry, that was does, John. Doesn't he play? Doesn't he play center for the New Jersey Devils? <laughs> no, he is the general manager, the new general manager of the Montreal Canadiens, and I am very, very pleased that he got the job. Seriously, this guy, former player agent, okay. Who is his clients now? Former clients include Patrice Bergeron, Chris mm-hmm. Letang, mm-hmm. Anthony, Anthony Beauvillier, uh, Darnell Nurse, Ooh. several others. Former <laughs> former ones include Vincent Le Cavalier, who who by the way uh, is reportedly could be taking a job with the Canadians organization. Head coach. Finally, discussions <laughs> going on there. Yes, finally he's going to belong to the Habs. <laughs> it's not uniform, but. This this I like this hire because this is a guy who is is made for the, to be a general manager in the modern NHL I because Montreal because he could speak French. Well, not <laughs> only that, too. Yeah, you know, but I know that there's going to be oh, oh, and you know, there's going to be uh, the uh, you know the 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 hardcore uh, separatists in the uh, the Quebec media who are still there, the aging boomers who are unhappy. Hello, Rajon Tremblay. Hey, buddy. Oh, I'm sorry. Bonjour. Who's going to be who's just going to be waiting to pounce on the first mistake or what they think's a bad trade or whatever. That, that Ken Hughes does, and will try to say this never would have happened if he was a Quebecois. Oh wait, he is a Quebecois. He was born here. No, no, no. He's an he's an Anglo. It doesn't count that he was born and raised in Montreal and is fluently bilingual. No, no, no. So why are you so PC? Yeah. Goddamn. So <laughs> PC? Goddamn. Yeah. Why so PC? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, he, he he because as I said, he has negotiated with general managers. He has negotiated with players. 
be on their behalf. He understands how the salary cap works. Um, because the one big issue that Mark Bergevin had was he, his, his whole attitude in negotiations with players was, here's the contract, this is what we're offering, take it or leave it. And that cost them some good players during ten, during his tenure. Notably, uh, Andre Markov, who was one of their best defensemen at the time. Notably, Alex Alexander Radulov, who didn't want to leave Montreal, but they weren't willing to pay him. So off he went to Dallas and the Stars made the most of that. Uh, whereas, you know, yeah, Ken Hughes knows his, knows how to negotiate. And, you know, when I hear people say, oh, oh, yeah, but he's never been a general manager. So, you know, this is completely different. Two words, Pierre Lacroix. Pierre Lacroix was the guy who built the Quebec Nordiques into the dynasty that they became if you want to call them that, or at least if not dynasty, one of the dominant teams of the late 90s and the early 2000s when they became the Colorado Avalanche. He was a player agent, became the general manager, and he built that team into a two-time champion. So mm-hmm. if if Ken Hughes can have that same kind of success, brother, I'm going to be over the, as a Habs fan, I'm going to be over the moon. But they, they've got a good tag team there, I think, with Hughes and, and Jeff Gordon, who, as I talked about before, the, the great job he did building up the Rangers and the hand that he played in building uh, the Bruins into a Stanley Cup champion. So I think they're, I think for the first time in a very, very long time, the Montreal Canadiens finally have s- some first-class management. They finally have guys in there who aren't going to get emotional. They're not going to get drawn by the whims of the media. They're not going to be bowed to the pressure that comes from all oh, of the fans. Oh no, in Montreal, we have to, we have to make the playoffs every year. No, no. The culture that Montreal understands, Montrealers understand and Quebecers understand when it comes to the Canadians. It's not the culture of being Quebecois, being French and all of that. It's the culture of winning. The Canadians represented winning. They represented it for decades. And then they got away from it for a very long time. And I don't know if in today's NHL, yeah, it's it, it's not going to be easy for Hughes and, and Gorton to to build that team into, into a perennial champion. But in a 32-team league and a salary cap, it's not easy. And <laughs> they're going to be behind the eight ball to start with uh, two or three like hefty contracts there that they're going to be very difficult to get out from under. But the bottom line is, is that these guys know – they understand something that the people in that some of the people in the Quebec media who are pissy that it's not an, an, a there's not a francophone running the team don't understand, and what some other people don't understand. Montreal Canadiens fans, especially those in Quebec, don't give a shit what your nationality is of your players. All they want to see is another cup banner going to the rafters. That's what they want to see. They want a winner, and they could give a damn where they're from. They don't care. You look at the team last year, there was what? Two guys who were francophones on that team. Drouin and Philip Dano. And Drouin had to take time away for very good reasons. So when they staged their playoff run, the only francophone on the team was Philip Dano. And yet, did you see how they were partying in Montreal when they made all their way to the Stanley Cup final? The crowds in Montreal, there wasn't a single damn person who was sitting there 
protesting or being all upset that all but it's not like it was back in the day except for maybe the odd killjoy in the montreal in the in the quebec media who was like yeah this is great but it's not like it was when you know guy lafleur and jean beliveau and rocket richard were were playing you know what it's a different league now okay get into the 21st century what's more mm -hmm. important is winning and that's what i believe that hughes and gorton understand and that's what you're going to see from them so, going forward what they're going to try and go do. ahead scotty <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, so I'm shocked he's only the 18th GM in Montreal history. Oh, yeah. They've been around a yeah. long time. Well, that's because mm -hmm. back in their earlier years, up until up until 1980, or no, no, I'm lying, up until 1995, general managers tended to stay in that job a long time because they were so damn successful. Mm -hmm. You know, they had Leo Dandoran, it was Dick, or not Dick Irvin, uh, Frank Selke, then it was uh, Sam Pollock, then it was Serge Savard. So these guys were in that job for a long time because they were winners, okay? <laughs> you know, they only left the job either. They, Savard was the only one who got fired. Out of those ones that I mentioned, Sam Pollock and, and Frank Selke, Leo Dandrat, those guys didn't get fired. They just, after a while, they were like, they okay, died. I'm I'm tired of this job. Yeah. Now I'm going to retire. You know, Savard <laughs> was the only one who got fired. They put it into the will for the, the, the their kids to take over. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, so new management, what do we do with the Logan Milieu problem? You're stuck with it for now. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, by the way, he's he's playing terrific, you know, after coming back. But uh, you know what? That's all well, finding for him. Great. You're playing terrific on the ice. What do you like as a person, kiddo? Are you any better? Have you yeah. improved? Have you learned your lesson? I, as I said before, talking about the Mayu thing. He doesn't he hasn't earned the right he hasn't earned a second chance. He's earned the right to earn that second chance. If he can do that, if he can prove that he has learned from what he did and be a better person for it, then yes, you deserve a second chance. Okay? But if he's still a little asshole who, you know, treats women like beanbags, I don't want him on the team. And if he is on the team, he's definitely I'm not gonna cheer for him. There's only been one player in Montreal Canadiens history I didn't like, and that was Claude oh. Lemieux. Oh. Now, Claude Lemieux, away from the ice, very nice man. On the ice, absolute prick. Okay? He was a cheap shot artist. I'm sorry, he was. His record speaks for itself. Right? And I hated it. When, when he would score a big goal, my first reaction would be, yeah, oh, why did it have to be Lemieux? I'm serious. That was my reaction. Yeah. I hated him. When they traded him away, I was thrilled. I was like, thank God. Away with you. You know? Yeah. I hated him. Are you saying Logan that that's Mayu? how I should feel about Tom Wilson? Because I don't. <laughs> He's dreamy. You don't, you don't <laughs> like Tom Wilson? <laughs> I love him. No, I'm saying I love him. Are you saying that's how I should feel about Tom Wilson? No, feel the way you want, man. Yeah. Is that how you feel? What if, what if Tom Wilson wound up on the Canadians in a couple of years? How would you feel about that? Mm. Mm. That, mm. I mean, he's Canadian. It'd be the he same as Brad Marchand ending up on the team. Though with Marchand, ah, uh, I don't know. Marchand is it's, I don't know, complicated. So Lyle, it's complicated on Facebook with Brad Marchand. I really like Brad Marchand's. Uh, I, I like it's offensively how he's how he's 
you know, become a superstar in the last six years. And I understood why earlier in his career he played with a chip on his shoulder. He was a smaller guy. He was trying to make his way back then the league, even though the league was transitioning towards more skilled players, people still wanted them to be, you know, six foot five and 700 pounds. And, you know, so I understood why he played the style that he did in order to stick around, stay. He doesn't have to play that way yeah. anymore. Right? Thankfully, he doesn't have to lick anyone. Oh, Jesus, that to me, that's that was one of the low points, man. I mean, <laughs> you look back on I'm sure he's going to look back on that in 10 years time and go, yeah, that was pretty disgusting. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Pre-COVID. Just yeah, to say, that's yeah. pretty, that was pretty shitty. Yeah. But honestly, it you know, no, it, it's like I, that's why I, I just I don't get angry when I see him get a, do something that earns a suspension or a fine. Now, I just feel disappointed in him because it's like. Dude, you don't have to play that way anymore. You're that damn good. You don't need to do that anymore. You know, so it's more disappointment rather than hate. With Tom Wilson, um, I don't hate Tom Wilson. Honestly, I don't. I just, he just, again, he's another one that he's, he's so talented that he doesn't need, he knows where the line is, but it just seems like he willfully crosses it when there's no reason for him to do it. Yeah, and he's doing it consciously. You know? I mean, he's he's a first round he's a first round draft pick that everyone yeah. forgets because all they consider him is a goon. But he was yeah. drafted in the first round. Yes, he's and that's the thing. He's that damn good. He's that talented. He doesn't need to do that, right? And it's just like, man, you know, you you've got to stop. You've got to at some point. You're you're gonna you you know. Whatever legacy you got can be totally fucking ruined, you know, if you seriously injure somebody with a cheap shot. So, yeah. But in terms of, of Mayu, I mean, what he, like I said, what he did, sorry, it's a sex crime. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a misdemeanor, but it's still a sex crime. All right? And as I said, he has to earn his second chance. If mm-hmm. he does... And is be proven that he proves to be a better person because of it. Okay, yeah, um, you know, but that's that's not my decision to make. Ultimately, that's up to to Jeff Gordon and and Ken Hughes. They've inherited this, mm-hmm. so they're going to have to decide going forward. But I, I'll, I'll put it. I'll tell you this: there is no way in hell that they would have made that pick if, if right. they if they were in that position a year so- ago. That's why I asked the question because yeah. they're they're now in a situation where they are inheriting this problem. So, yeah. you know, what do you do about it? Exactly. And do you let it play out, or do you force the issue? Potentially try to trade his rights to somebody who maybe doesn't care, right? Like I don't know, Arizona. They probably don't give a shit about that stuff. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, but. I mean, that's a good question, uh, you know, Mark, and it'll be interesting to see. That's one of the interesting things to, to figure out how they're going to address that uh, going forward. Um, for all all we know is the Canadians, yes, they say they're working with this guy and he's, he's you know, taking the necessary steps toward, you know, self-improvement, blah, 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 with their help, all of this good stuff. So, you know, we'll, we'll see if they maintain that or if they decide, no, we don't want that player here. We don't care, you know, if he, if he looks like he's going to be a blossom into a star. We don't want him. If they do, then, I mean, hey, then obviously they will be comfortable with how he's progressed as a person. 
and we'll we'll see how it goes from there. I mean, as we said, I mean, you know, it's easy to sit here, in, you know, in the 21st century and sit down and say, no, banish him forever. And yeah, if he if if he hasn't learned a damn thing and just, you know, he keeps, as I say, keeps treating women like shit, then, you know, yeah, it's going to be on them to do something about that. Um, but again, if if Craig McTavish. Back in 1985. Struck and killed a young woman while drunk driving, served time in jail, came back and was able to continue his playing career and then go on and become a coach and a general manager. Okay, then if he could earn that opportunity for a second chance, then Logan Mayu should also earn the opportunity for a second chance. But it's what you do with that second chance. Wow, you didn't even know, have to go back that far. You could you go to Danny Heatley. Like, that was another second sure. situation, too. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes from there. Um, you know, I think I think right now Mayu is probably the least of their concerns going forward. Uh, trade deadline's coming up in two months. <clears throat> uh, so they'll have time to evaluate which players the uh, – which players they'll ship out uh, that they don't intend to resign. If there's any other unrestricted free agents who don't want to resign, and you hear Ben Sharia comes up a lot. Uh, maybe uh, Arturi Lekkonen could get traded because he's a restricted free agent, but he's a year away from UFA status. If he only wants a one-year deal, then they could trade him at the deadline. And then comes the offseason, and it's like, okay, what are you going to do with Carey Price? What are you going to do with Brendan Gallagher? What are you going to do with Jonathan Drouin? Do these guys want to be part of a rebuild going forward? If not, is it possible to move them? Um, how much salary are you going to have to eat to do it? It's going to take some real creativity uh, to try and move those guys. You know, uh, Drew Ann would be the easiest of, of the three that I mentioned to move because he's only got a year left on his contract, 5.5 mil. But he's he, he's got a history of, of well, he's he, he's got a history of playing of being inconsistent. You know, his, his play. Some games he, he looks fantastic. Other games he's invisible. Um, he's also had an injury history as well. So that could be a problem. Uh, so, yeah, they may not find much of a market for Jonathan Drouin. So, yeah, uh, it's going to be a very, very interesting year. Uh, and what they do at this trade deadline and then during the summer is definitely going to set the template for, for where they're going to be going the rest of the way. We'll finish this uh, Quebec, uh, province of Quebec, La Belle Provence block with Gary Bettman saying, get the fuck out of here with this NHL of Quebec City. <laughs> yeah, listen, that was all that was only we talked about this before. There's an election coming up in Quebec this this year. And this was just the premier Quebec's way to try and make himself look good, to try and say, you know, look, hey, we're trying to bring another NHL team to Quebec City. We want to bring back the Nordiques. So we're trying. That This was a publicity stunt. That's all it was. You know, Premier Legault just did this to try. He's trying to, to make sure that he can, you know, show uh, uh, voters in certain regions of the province, you know, hey, look, I'm, you know, I'm not just, a, you know, vote Montreal here. No, no, no. I mean, I care about the, the rest of the province too, blah, blah, blah. Because, listen, if... <laughs> If the NHL is going, the NHL is not going to has no plans to expand for the near for the foreseeable future. Now they're at a nice thirty-two. 
there's not too many other markets they could really expand to right now. I mean, yes, there is Houston, yeah, Kansas City, perhaps Portland. You know, depending on how the Seattle experience goes, you know, you do have a Portland market there. Um, and yes, you have Quebec City, but um, I mean, <clears throat> let's be honest. You're, before you see expansion, you're going to see relocation. Yeah, that's like yep. guaranteed. Absolutely. So you're talking about relocating to these cities. Mm-hmm. Cuz there the NHL is not going to be the first North American franchise to go beyond 32. That's just not going to happen. Not for the foreseeable future. No, not I mean period. It's not going to be the first franchise to go over 32 teams, period. Yeah. End of story. Not even in the foreseeable future just ever. The NFL will go over 32 teams remember, before remember the NHL. You're, now, remember you're talking about the NHL but where nothing really makes line. sense. He's saying first. He's saying first. <laughs> The yeah, first. First. the first oh, major man. franchise to go over 32 isn't going to be the or NHL league. Let's not say franchise. But I mean, Sorry, if, yeah, yeah. You know but if, I mean. if there is going to be a relocation, I think we all know that the most obvious candidate is is our beloved Arizona Coyotes. Yes. Oh, that's soap opera. How much longer? <laughs> How much longer can that go on? Um, hey, I mean, look, if the Florida Panthers can turn it around, I have hope. You know, yeah. but they had. Here's the thing: is Panthers actually have people that are building a good team. Arizona yeah. has a pizza guy. Um, <laughs> a pizza guy. <laughs> yeah. Like two, um, two guys in a pizza place. But if 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 that, yeah, I mean, they are the most obvious candidate to be re- be relocated. But if they are, they're not going to go to Quebec City. They will stay in the Western Conference, and it will be Houston, Kansas City, or Portland. That's where they'll go. In that order: Houston, yep. Kansas City, or Portland. It will not be Quebec City. Uh, yeah, I love I love the fact that um, I love the fact that is it- Kansas City's finally getting their show come up and after uh, two decades after they built that fucking disco ball of an arena. Yeah, the arena is going to be out of uh, it's going to be obsolete by the time they get a team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh well. So uh, stay uh, with me, LeBron. Uh-huh. Is in on the Penguins. Okay. LeBron also partly owns Liverpool. Okay. So he loves the Queen and the Empire. All right. He loves the, the the Queen is still on Canadian money. Sure. Boom. Penguins to Quebec because he loves making that money. <laughs> Years after Jim Ball still he didn't couldn't do it. LeBron wow. can pull it off. You know, but you know, right. at the same token, I mean, we sit down and we and we and we 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 pick on on Arizona. You know, it wasn't that long ago when it looked like the Islanders were going to have to move, and there was even mm-hmm. talk of moving them to Quebec City. Wasn't it wasn't that even ago. that long ago when the Penguins were going to move. Oh, fuck, I know, right? <laughs> and I joke about ago, it, but man. that was not that long ago. We're talking oh. about in the lifetime of this show, mm-hmm. the amount, the all all ten thousand episodes that we've done. Well, yeah. <laughs> Let's think okay. about it. It, it. it was it with Pittsburgh, yeah, right. Islanders, Islanders, going way back to then. Predators, Nash. Predators. Jim Ball, silly. Remember that's where it all started yeah. with betting balls. Coyotes, uh, Coyotes. Over and over, over and over, and the, over. Coyotes, Coyotes, the Coyotes, Coyotes, Coyotes. Also came Panthers up as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Thrashers actually moved. The Thrashers actually moved. That one happened so fast and so quick. We 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 barely had time to even talk about. Oh, they could move. Oh shit, they moved. Right, exactly. Yeah. There's rumors out there, and it's done. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How um, many? There were there were a lot Carolina, of Mayflower jokes that following episode, yeah. I believe. Was Carolina <laughs> one when they were in their dregs? Yes. Yes, Carolina they even came up as well. 
Yeah. Again, fucking Sunbelt teams. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Now that was pretty much it. it oh, was... no, that's a lie. Calgary and Edmonton. The Constant Oh, yes. Yes. The lottery the... could win an excursion. I have that. 20 t- years ago. That's right. That's right. When the Canadian dollar was, was worth 60 cents US. And, you know. And again, it's one of my favorite things to talk about with people who hate, who absolutely hate Gary Batman, who say, Gary Batman has destroyed the NHL, blah, blah. And when they get onto the tangent of Gary Batman hates Canadian teams. Yeah, if he hates Canadian teams, he's got a funny fucking way of showing it because he saved the Ottawa Senators. Because Ottawa Senators guys. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. I was going to bring up Ottawa. We're, almost, we're at to tell you, we're like 10. We're at like 10. Yes. The, Saber, the Sabres too. Because the Buffalo Rodriguez. Sabres. Yes, same time. Holy shit, that's a dozen teams, isn't it? <laughs> it's close. <laughs> Somebody yeah. should run but I think it was 10. But like I said, yeah, but, but you know, Canadian, you still hear Canadian fans, Gary Batman hates Canadian teams. He wants to see us all die. It's like, well, yeah, he saved the Ottawa Senators. He saved the Flames and the Canucks and the Oilers back 20 years ago by bringing in a friggin', you know, a, a, a revenue sharing scheme, which wound up carrying over into this, into the CBA and still exists to this day to make sure that Canadian teams never again end up in that situation where like the Nordiques and the, uh, the Jets, they wound up having to move to the States and people always point to those, to those two and say, huh, see, that's perfect example right there. Gary Bettman wasn't even in the NHL two years and he moved those two teams. It's like Gary Bettman didn't move those teams. No, their, their respective owners moved those teams. They, they couldn't find any local buyers. So they had to sell the teams because they were losing money and they had to, they wanted to get rid of them and they sold them to American buyers who relocated them. It goes before the Board of Governors, and the Board of Governors vote to approve. Okay, Gary Bettman just basically chairs the meeting and says, okay, done, you know? Two, two things. First, I was looking in the wrong drawer, but I did find this in the drawer. <laughs> <laughs> is that, who is that, Disco, Disco Fire? What's his name? Disco Inferno, baby. Disco, Disco Inferno. Inferno, yes. I actually have why, an also why do you have a picture of Disco I don't know. Inferno? I also have a Rick Steiner and a, and a Raven one in here, too. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> is there, are they me? signed, or are they just three-by-fives that you they're carry pictures. around with you? They're like Panini big pictures. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Um, WCW and secondly, NWO I actually found the lottery ticket. I wanted to call him Disco Stew, but yeah, right, the the lottery ticket for the Flames and uh, Oilers. Oh, there it is. From, uh, <laughs> God, what year is this? That'd be two thousand. This is twenty twenty two. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Johnny. Appreciate it. Uh, no yeah. Two thousand. Two thousand four. Because that's when I first went up the Calgary. I was right. Two thousand four. Because this is also a two thousand four Ford Expedition. There you, you go. Can scratch it off and see if you won. Done already. Uh, could you imagine awesome if you didn't you scratch it off and you won? What, what would they do? Would they have to go find a 2004 expedition for you? <laughs> In prime condition. Fully loaded. Because you got you, a new Ford expedition. It just says between, you and, <laughs> between you and Jen, you got so much memorabilia. I mean, my God. Do you guys have a storage locker or something? Or, or actually, I was going to say. Here's, here's the fucking problem. It has none of the hockey memorabilia. That's all the clothes <laughs> stuff that we don't wear. All the well, hockey yeah. is in the apartment. Right. Well, yeah. you got to keep that temperature controlled. Well, speaking of the Thrashers, I'm sure I've showed this before. Uh, it's my dick. 
Oh no. If it's his dick, I'm looking away. <laughs> it's the first ticket for the first wow. gate. Wow. Oh, came in the little beautiful. Box. Oh wow, that's impressive. Twenty that's bucks nice. on each. Day. I uh, know. Nice. I love it. <laughs> I figured. Good. I figured that's you really got it on. Cool. Did Lil like John that. sell that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's got, like Ted Turner's autograph and Finley autograph on there. Is Alexei Shitnik's autograph in there? Um, <laughs> sure. No, he know. blocked it. Ah. <laughs> got him. No, that's 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 pretty impressive. I like that. Such a shame, eh? They had such a such an auspicious start, and then it very quickly, within ten years, went down the toilet. I, by the way, I went down a YouTube. I went down a YouTube rabbit hole the other day, oh, oh, and I oh, oh. I found the the Patrick Steffen Dallas Stars miss. That was not. That was actually the anniversary of it. Was like a week ago. Yeah. Uh, brutal. And Alex Hemsky scoring on the ensuing counterattack. Incredible. Just incredible. By the way, uh, Lyle. Today, this day, yes. January nineteenth. Do you know what happened this day uh, thirty years ago? On this date, thirty years ago. I mean, nineteen ninety-two. Yep. Good math. Thanks. Definitely. Not just a hat rack. Good go. You Doesn't know, I hair anymore either. <laughs> you know, guys, that was that, that that that's actually around the same time that 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 Tina and I moved in together. So for the very first time, so I think I would probably not know what happened to get, hey. uh, in hockey. Then I was kind of yeah. a little busy at the time. Uh huh. If, if you get my my drift, <laughs> shoveling snow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yes. yeah. I think it was. I think it was more plowing snow. Hey, inform up. Oh, wait. <laughs> Put the boom boom down. Uh, no, uh, this day 30 years ago, with a tear in his eye, Ric Flair defeated Ooh. everyone to win the oh, WWF that's right. championship in the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. Uh, back when the championship was on the line. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh-huh. and 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 Roddy Piper won the Intercontinental Title at that same uh, that same event in memory serves. Hell of a pay per view. It was. Yeah, Wait, it was. hold on, hold on. <laughs> I don't consider myself an aficionado, but was the title on the line during the Royal Rumble for the champion back yeah. then? Yes. The champion had to put the was, title on the held, line for that. Held up by uh, President Jack Tunney. Yeah. After uh, some some malfeasance with uh, Hulk Hogan. Oh, so it was just that year. It was just that year. The one year. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say that would be they insane. Should have had to do it every year, though. Every yeah. year. It's like yeah. the All Star Game for hockey. It's like because he I mean, wins now, it. Somebody wins it, it on the Monday night before, and like, God damn it, I gotta tell <laughs> him <down laughs> the rumble, and I gotta defend it against twenty nine other guys. Is it still? Because it's been a while since I watched WWE. I'm sorry, quality of the product, yuck. But it, is it still? Whoever wins, excuse me. If it's still, still, whoever wins the wins the rumble goes to the main event in WrestleMania. Yes, automatic. Okay. It's it's okay. At least they kept that. They haven't they haven't pooched all their traditions. And also, the second best part of that promo, aside from the Ric Flair promo itself, which was probably oh. one of the better ones. Yeah, it's Gene Okerlund telling whoever's off screen to put that damn cigarette out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> put that. Rip mean Gene, by the way. Which, which Let's is what coming from Mean Gene because Mean Gene was on the Lung Rockets hard back in the day, man. Like if you see the out the outtakes from when oh, they did promos back great. in the eighties, oh, they're brilliant. Oh my god, yeah. Now you know where he got that rich, rumbly baritone voice of his too, and- kind of well flavored with uh, Marlboro. <laughs> right, it was one of those. Yeah, those fun things. 
You, you know what the fun the fun part about that is, Lyle, is that uh, you know Gene Okerlund, or the 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 guy, you know, yeah. the man in all of this. I'm actually trying to find. Yeah, uh, his son was a hockey player. Yes, mm. I did know that. Yes, Todd played for uh, the Calgary uh, uh, the at the Calgary Olympics mm. as part of the University of Minnesota. And the Olympic team for the U.S. was just named, Lyle. How about that? How about that? Do. Mm. Um, tie that in, baby. So a lot of college kids. Canada has not named their Olympic team, though, correct? Mm, not as such. No, not yet. No. We, we kind of know Eric Stahl's in. Yeah. In PTO. We also possibly know Devin Dubnik's in. He just got released mm-hmm. from PTO from the, East, from the yep. Uh, HL. Yeah. But uh, looking at the uh, U.S. team... Um, interesting names in this one. A lot of college content. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, one AHLer. I mean, one- I, I, God, I really wish that they just would have turned around and just said, you know what? Okay, to all the kids in the in the World Juniors that got canceled, guys, you're going to the Olympics. That's what it should be. Any, yeah. that's. I mean, seriously. Yes, I agree. It should be that every four years. None, of, no pros. None of these pros should be going. None of them. It it just defiles the whole spirit. I'm, yes, I know a lot. Most of the athletes who go to the Olympics are to some degree professionals. It's what they do for a living. I know, but if the whole spirit of the thing is like, man, for hockey, send like this. This should have been a slam dunk for the double IHF. Why didn't they just come right out with that and just go? You know what? We owe it to these kids. If they want to go, right, S- send them. Let so them send them. Not only that, so that's a logistical thing, right? Mm. But the logical thing to do would also to be sending the team that just practiced with each other right. for however many months that yes. they were practicing together to go play in the other tournament. Yeah. They already have chemistry. Why yes. would you put another team together? <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, if you're going to sit down and say, oh, well, you know, because, well, with quarantine and stuff, some of the kids might not want to go. Well, it doesn't seem to be a problem for uh, Team USA, as you as you pointed out, Scotty. It's very heavy. Uh, in, in That, that roster is pretty college heavy. So, you know, guess and, and well, guess who was part of Team USA? A lot of those college heavy. Hello, United States, yeah. you know, development program, you know. So why not? Jesus, it should be that mm. way all the friggin' time from now on. Every four years, instead of staging a World Juniors, you send the you have the the best junior players in the world go to the Winter Olympics and play. That's what yeah. it friggin' well should be. You you're know, still going to get a rating. You're ex- still oh, you're damn still right you will. Oh, oh god, especially here in Canada. I mean, you. I mean, I mean, like I said, up here at Christmas time, that's all anybody's watching. I mean, well, you know, it's the World Juniors. Spangler. You know, people watch. Let's not, not detriment yeah. the name of the fucking Spangler Cup, Lyle. Oh, they do. Well, Not they do. have people. This is Spangler <laughs> Cup. We had Sean okay. O'Connor diss it. Is he on the show anymore? <laughs> Got rid of that quick. <laughs> rid of that quick. I don't care if he has nothing against cancer. Uh, don't talk about the Spangler Cup that way, sir. <laughs> look, look, we all know that that Sean O left us for his for his first love, which is baseball. So, oh, I yeah. thought you were gonna say card breaks because yeah, <laughs> that too as well. He was a gem in ten. Yeah, he also <laughs> left us for like forty two uh, mini dells uh, in a basement. Yeah. <laughs> you can, you can still hear the server going haywire. Oh, you can gosh. still the, you can still hear it's the like the constant buzz. You can still hear the Vonage <laughs> box just going. Mm. 
God, I wish I had the Vonage box because I would like put it in one of those uh, shadow box frames and like put it up on the wall, like the football frames. I, Johnny, I do have I do have an Excalibur box. You know what I did find? Uh, cleaning out my we house. should all sign it. Do you remember? Um, do you remember the phone that we had to buy in Nashville from Radio Shack in order yes. to do the show? Silver I found phone. it. Nice. It's blue. <laughs> It was like a blue translucent that's phone. Right, that's right. That we had to like rig into the hotel phone and then into a soundboard so that Scotty and I could do the show from the draft in Nashville. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll take man. it. What a long way we came when we got to New Jersey and I just stole internet from Verizon. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> and then remember we walked into the uh we walked into the rock literally with luggage with that was carrying the soundboard. soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had your luggage you guys were leaving right after the first round or so. Um and we also did that New Jersey show. We hooked everything up to the big screen TV that was in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that was a good time. Um oh. All right. Yeah. That does uh, remind me. I found um some of the uh, hockey Bibles. I've oh, got, thank God. I've got like five years of them. I got <laughs> uh, two two hardbound hockey Bibles and uh, three years of the disc versions that they gave us. You, you know what's funny is Jen's have like Jen sees all these reporters getting like cleaning out their stuff and having all these hockey Bibles. She's getting those hockey Bibles from them. That's awesome. So mm-hmm. it's adding to our collection. Well, if you, I'll uh, take pictures of those too. If you need any of them, I'll just make sure. I, not that I'm throwing them out, but you know, I'll save them. Put them aside for the time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. All right, Lyle. We want to talk about uh, what the fuck Jim Matheson said. His boy, oh. fucking hilarious. Oh but, man, we were what, we were even talking about that in our, in our meeting today. My be my hockey news meeting every Wednesday, and and oh my god, yeah. It, it I can tell you right now, nobody on the THN staff was was impressed with Jim Matheson. In how the could league. you be? How could you be? <laughs> oh man, um, you know it. it Worst blunder, this or Adrian Dater asking McKinnon, ah, you, know, you guys just say fuck it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I, this is the sort of thing, though, I will say that because they have to do these kind of press now, I mean, they're not doing Zoom anymore, but they're doing kind of these, you know, press conference style because of COVID because they can't go and do the dressing room interviews anymore. This, this is the sort of stuff that normally would happen in the dressing room and we wouldn't see it and it would just be between the player and the reporter and then they might hash it out later on you know what i mean um it's it's very rare you see that kind of thing happen and and you know yeah maybe you know jim matheson maybe got a little bit tired of of hearing you know the same stock answers because he's asked the same questions you know to to every play seemingly every player on the oilers and that they're not giving him the answer but by the same token though when you when you look at the questions that he's asking it's almost like he's trying to see if he can get like one of the players to kind of throw a teammate under the bus or maybe you know say well you know the coaching needs to be better you know, or, you know, because because remember, if you remember back about three weeks ago, you had like Dave Tippett in a post game presser uh, basically blame Miko Koskinen for them losing their game against the Rangers. And he did not have a good game. Uh, but then Koskinen kind of the next day fired back and said, you know, hey, listen, you know, <laughs> it, it would. Yeah, OK, yeah, there were a couple of goals there. Maybe I could have stopped. But you know what? 
we need to score too. In every one of my losses, he said, we never scored more than two goals. And he said, I can't score goals either, you know, or words to that effect. And, and, then, and then Mike Smith scored on himself the next game. Yeah. But, and he yeah. proved them wrong. But I, but you, you <laughs> definitely get the feeling that as this thing's going on, and when Connor McDavid uh, three days ago, when he was asked, you know, when they were asking him, you know, same sort of thing, what's going on in the room? And he said, I wish I had an answer for you. You know, we ask ourselves the same questions over and over and over. And then we go out and we keep making the same mistakes. Um, I think that maybe some in the Edmonton media, including Hockey Hall of Famer Jim Matheson. Um, I, you know, I think that they kind of smell blood in the water like sharks. So they're they're hoping that maybe they can kind of provoke, um, maybe provokes too strong a word, but no, maybe kind of. Uh, yeah, provoke. Maybe try to see if they can provoke one of the one of the players into maybe kind of throwing another throwing a teammate under the bus or or criticizing uh, Dave Tippett or maybe getting pissed off at Ken Holland because it makes for it makes for a good story. And then they can also go, ah, see, there's there is discord in the Oilers dressing room after all, blah, blah, blah. The only thing I was the, the, the whole thing about that. Is that, yeah, look, he didn't need to to say, don't you, you know, anything being kind of pissy right now. It's like, well, listen, Leon Drysettle, he answered his questions. He didn't mm, sit yeah. down and say, no comment, or I'm only here so I don't get fined. You right. know, uh, you know, he could have just said, no comment, or I'm not going to answer that. And, or he just could have got up and walked away. He didn't. He answered Matheson's question. Matheson was the one who was pissy because he didn't like the answer he got, okay. you know, and, what what I found not really troublesome, but just interesting to see was how many uh, pundits leapt to Matheson's defense, every one of them leading with Hockey Hall of Famer Jim Matheson. Oh, Hall of Famer Jim Matheson. Okay, well, first of all, Jim, you're not really a Hall of Famer, okay? Yeah, they gave you the Elmer Ferguson Award. It's what the Hall of Fame does to honor excellence in sports we're in, in hockey writing. And that particular year, you won it. And, hey, good on you. I'm, you know, yes, you've been in this gig a long time, going all the way back to the Oilers when Gretzky was in short pants, for heaven's sake. Um, great. But that doesn't give you the right to sit down and and – be confrontational with a player like that because there was no reason to be, you know, there really wasn't. Maybe he's, like I said, maybe he's tired of, of just cliches or the whole distancing thing because, you know, with uh, first it was with zoom and then, uh, you know, it, doing the zoom press conferences. I mean, the team controlled those so much that if they didn't like a question. They could mute you or, you know, just cut That's you so off. Awesome. Oh, I must've dropped off. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And now you got press cop, these little press conferences, whereas, you know, the reporters would much rather go and talk to the players in the dressing room because then that way, any of this sort of thing happens, it's between them, you know, and yeah, it doesn't get blown up and ends up on the, on, on, on social media. But I just thought it was a little, it, it was interesting just how clubby, uh, the NHL punditry tends to be, especially among a lot of the senior members, because they all very quickly jumped to Jim Matheson's defense when, first of all, Matheson didn't need any defending. Second, Dreisaitl didn't do anything to him that merited a defense, right. you know. And But they all just seemed to think that, oh, Dreisaitl was disrespectful. I, saw, I remember seeing a couple of people say, the next words out of Leon Dreisaitl's mouth to Jim Matheson should be an apology. He's lucky. He's lucky. Drysaddle didn't look at him and say "fuck off." You right. know, I'm never He'll talking be lucky to you. If Drysaddle yeah. talks to him again, right? Yeah, 
I mean, you know? he, he fulfilled his obligation as a player to media. It's not like he's going to get fined for his contract exactly. or the Players exactly. Association. <laughs> like, That's he, has, he ended he ended the interview, and Matheson yeah. decided to take it a step further. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, I mean, what did Matheson think he was going to get out of dry sidle by, by treating them like that? By saying, you know, you think you're being kind of pissy? It's like, look, hockey players talk in cliches when they're doing press conferences anyway. It's what they do. Okay? Were you really expecting something different? Right, Come that's on. the All definition you just did, of insanity. The only thing you got, the only thing Matheson got out of Drysdale on that was a rare display of emotion because, of course, you know, Drysdale being very German, very Prussian, very in control, right? You know, you saw, kind of saw that when he called him, don't you think you're being a little pissy where you see him going, you know, that's the full range of motion there for Leon Drysdale when dealing with the media. <laughs> it almost looked like a meat that meme that <laughs> but you could almost see you could almost well not that i've seen it but in my mind with you recreating it you could almost see him just being like okay fuck this shit i'm done yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just like did he just say what i think he just said yeah he did okay let's wrap this up <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh anything we may have missed lyle uh, no, I, th- I think we think we got to cover, boys. Anything on Klingberg? Anything imminent? What is the mm. what is the trade deadline? Late February? Uh, March, yeah, it's uh, March? March 21st. 3 oh, p.m. March 21st, fuck. my friends. We got a long way to go. Oh, oh fuck that geez. then. Fuck this rumor mill shit. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Let's go right to ha <laughs> fuck you. Let's go, yes. go right to the pick'em, Johnny. Oh, fucking, yes, pick'em first. Our then, fucking ha-ha, fuck and fucking get our goddamn shit going. <laughs> Fucking what happened? Johnny, you should be fucking happy. Why? My last? You won. Oh, son of a. You won it. That's the opposite goals. of me being happy. 12 goals with the Knoxville Icebergs. Well, you should start picking the teams that are going to get defunct. Exactly. Bring that are going to want to win. That are going to, like, close up shop midweek. Yeah. Right, exactly. You're going to get COVID. Start doing your research, John. <laughs> Jeez. What, I'm what not, team, I don't what do team research. team had a team party before? Let's go there. Uh, Johnny was first. I was second. Mark third. Lyle thir- uh, fourth. Ooh. And where are we going again? We're ne- this week. We're going to the Kumja. Yay! Major Junior. Uh, for the year, I'm up 119. Lyle's got 102. Johnny's got 86. Mark in that uh, precious last space, no pick zone. My five. <laughs> Love it. No hey, pick sweet, zone. no sweet. Give your balls a tug. <laughs> um, I came out of the gate pretty hot, if I remember correctly, and then yeah, oh, no, 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 I no, disagree. Picking... Nope. Yeah. When you started picking for me is when I started yeah. doing well. Yeah, That's yeah, what... true story. Um, all right, so the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, formerly known as the Metropo- mm, Metro- Metropolitan. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, yep. No, no, no. Lyle takes first. Uh, I don't think that the Kumjil's a good league to pick right now, guys. Uh, oh, are they not? Are Johnny, they on a high Johnny's list? like, let's pick it. Let's yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> uh, the last game that was played in the Kumjil was uh, the 18th of December. That's fine. What's going to go wrong? What's gonna the break? next game oh. that will be played uh-huh. is February 1st. Perfect. Oh. We all get zeros. Zeros. <laughs> Everyone's across the board. Yeah. So oh, I right. think the Ontario League open. Let's have a look. See Canada, Lyle. Let's let's have a boo. Let's have a let's have a look. See. Let's have a look. Lose. Well, the Western team just had two teams shut down. All right. Um, and I didn't get to pick them. 
it looks like the OHL is playing. So the OHL on board, we will go with the Ontario League. Let me, yeah, let's just let's really pull out real quick here. Uh, scrolling, 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 and you are correct, sir. The OHL still going. So yeah, that's I, know. I went to their website. It was everything. It was great. They're doing great. Awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're doing great. Yeah. And everything's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's really everything's all right. Don't worry about it. Yeah. All right. So the Ontario Hockey League or the Liga de Hockey de Ontario. Uh, everywhere from Sault Ste. Marie to Ottawa and all, everywhere in between. He's here. He's there. He's every fucking Lyle. I am going to go with the uh, the Hamilton British Bulldogs. <laughs> um, that goes to Mark now. Ooh, I was good, a lot of good things here. Yeah, between a couple here. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the... Uh, I, I've never mentioned this before, but I do respect okay. a team that calls themselves... And Lyle, probably, there's probably a reason why they call themselves this, but the Peterborough Peets that pay and play in Peterborough, Ontario and the Peterborough Memorial Center... <laughs> That's just fantastic. Like, why? Isn't like, it? the Peterborough Peets. What, what is with the Peets? Let's look. Why couldn't it up. they call themselves like the Tigers or something? <laughs> the tigers. I love it. I love the Peterborough Peets. Yeah, it's great. Hey, there are a lot of teams. Bob Gainey started his and started his uh, career there. Mm-hmm. It's just like they, they decided they didn't Peterborough. want to. Yeah, they they just uh, like got uncreative and it was yeah just the Peets. Okay, yeah. The Peets were born on October 1st, 1956, when the Kitchener Canucks relocated to Peterborough after the 55-56 season. They would also become a sponsored junior team for the Montreal Canadiens. They played their first game in November 1956. Yeah, they were called the Peets because uh, they were the fucking Peets. <laughs> <laughs> because because, because, Peterborough, because right? so, 10 days yeah. to figure out a name. Ah, Peets! <laughs> Peets! Oh, okay. <laughs> Pete from Peterborough. Okay, it's his team. Fuck it. <laughs> um, the Pete's have introduced a record number of NHL players, including Hall of Famer Steve Eisman, Bob Gainey, Larry Murphy, Scotty Bowman, Wayne Gretzky, and Roger Nielsen. They've graduated the most pedigree. players. They have graduated the most players to the NHL of all current OHL teams with a total of 248. And there's your trip. But then also, if that team leaves or or is defunct or you know ends or something and another team comes in and they could just be called the repeats yes <laughs> yes so you see it's you know they even had recycling in mind when they named the team so yeah they were sponsored like we told them they were sponsored by toronto peterborough transit and that's the tpt tpt yeah and they're called okay but see, they're I still you were gonna say that they would have to take on like if they moved to frontenac they'd have to be the fronts or if they move to Ottawa's, they'd have to be the Ots. Like they That'd just whatever so it is, they just have to actually. stick That's with great, it. Great, actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Ottawa Ots. Yeah. Uh, is that who you're picking, Mark? Yeah, the Peterborough Peets. Oh, I thought you were gonna give a swerve and be like, nah. That's... <laughs> no, 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 no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't send us down this path without sticking with it. Then you're not a part of this show. What the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> You've lost your way. Yeah. I have. That means yeah. I'm gonna lose. Fatherhood has dulled your senses. <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple of things here there's one there's one that's not the greatest community center in the world it's merely a tribute um, there's, there's one that's a ton has, of gardens in this league i know progressive auto sales there's, there's also a lot of centres in this league centres for sure 
Um, but you know what? We're gonna I'm gonna stick with the uh, theme of today, and the theme of the past couple days, um, and I'm gonna go to uh, the Leon Center, and uh, take on the uh, Kingston Frontenacs. Yeah, it's very pissed. Leon Drysdale. The Kings hey, of Leon. The Leon Center, named for no, yeah, no, named for a furniture store. There you go. Who? Uh, oh, I was gonna say who was owned by Mike Comrie's dad, but that was uh, the brick. That was the brick. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but didn't Leon's get bought by the brick? Didn't the brick buy them? I don't know what the fuck. No, no, they're still separate entities. That's a shame. Mm. shame. I know because we have a brick and a Leon's here in Little Charlotte Town. So there you go. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. <laughs> uh, I will say that the when Best Buy bought Future Shop, we still had a Best Buy and Future Shop in the same mall down in Calgary, <laughs> like literally a hundred feet from each other, and it made no fucking sense. I know. Guys. You guys are selling the same shit. What the f- why? What's yeah. happening? Yeah. So horny, but I'm confused too. <laughs> Johnny, who do you pick? Um, I'm gonna go with somebody else who has the same name in uh, in all of their places, the uh, where they are, their team name, and their arena. Hmm. They play in the Kitchener Memorial Auditorium Complex in Kitchener, Ooh. Ontario, and that is very, the Kitchener Rangers. Very complicated. Go. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna make. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. It's good good times. Good times, great memories. Um I appreciated my repeats joke. That's a good, that's, good. It was a good call. No one's denying it, John. No one's denying it. You, yeah. you did your work there, my friend. <laughs> did your work there. Um, all right. Well, let's see what we got here. While is uh let's see. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right, let's go to the game that I got a ticket for. Uh, October 2nd, 1999. <laughs> New Jersey Devils, Atlanta Thrashers. Oh, for heaven's Phillip sake. <laughs> Don't you dare miss it. <sighs> Might need another beer for this. Oh, my God. This could be a good one, boys and girls. Uh, October fuck. 2nd, 1999. So before the deadline, because it's the first game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> We've got we've got 18 skaters aside. We've got a goalie aside. Oof. Devils, Thrashers. Johnny P, start us off. Oof. Um, Get the Martin Brodeur on the board. <laughs> on the Sorry. Thrashers. I would I want to know I want I wanted to go Thrashers to start, but. You got no. You go the layup. I take the Coward. points. Be, no, be be the anti John yeah. Harbaugh. Take the points. Um, yeah. Lyle. Um, Ray Ferraro. Ray Ferraro is on the board. Take the points all the time. Mark. No matter which team it is, I win. Bobby Holik. On the board, he had two goals. <laughs> which team? I don't even care. For a second, I thought there was a swerve coming. Thought he was gonna say Rangers. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, sorry. He's with All the right, Rangers. Johnny, here we go. Take the points. Um, Lubos Vartekas. Sorry. Oh, <sighs> you hooker. Lyle, you're up. Um, points. Just take the points. Okay. Um, Patrick Steffen on the board of uh, yes, finally. he's there this week. Finally, finally. <laughs> finally. <laughs> finally. All right, Mark, take the points. Pierce Fartdead. 
Pierce fart that takes the points for yes, sure. Sir. And yeah, a, and a bonus peer point. Uh, <laughs> and Mark's all Peters tonight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Peter Peters are all like about it. Four goals. <laughs> uh, Johnny. Um, uh, Todd Reardon. Todd Reardon is not here. So, oh, uh, wow. I'm going too deep, Thrash. Yeah, you kind of are. You're, you're psyching yeah. yourself out, my friend. Yeah, you're, you're in the. No, it's the, because the, those names are engraved in his memory now. Right, after yeah. fucking like, like, like a, twelve weeks, like part of part of my brain, it's like <laughs> yeah. Stanley Cup for the Thrashers. We took, early, a, yeah. we took a stint in the two thousand Thrashers. <laughs> oh my god! When that comes up on Jeopardy, I'm in. Let's yeah, go. right. Sports Jeopardy, Atlanta Thrashers. Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the Atlanta Thrashers for a thousand, please. Uh, this guy played in the first game. His <laughs> initials start with a P. Oh, Peter Spartan. <laughs> I, I love how the question just starts. This guy. Yeah. <laughs> Lyle, you're up. Uh, take the points. Um, take the fucking points. You should just call this game Take the Points. Andrew Brunette? He's on the board. Yes! There. I remembered him from last week. Yes! (laughs) Uh, Mark? John Madden. Boom! On the board. Johnny? Scott Stevens. On the board. Boom. Just take the points. Lyle, just take the points. Scott Niedermeyer. Just take the points, Lyle. Take the points. Yeah. Mark? Patrick Elias. Patrick Elias. um, Ah, too soon. Mm -hmm. Too early. Nope. I think he was injured. Damn, oh. playing this game. Son of a hooker. Yep. All right, Johnny, take the points. Jay Pandolfo. Jay Pandolfo on the board. Take yes, the points, sir. Points. Yes, sir. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Points, Lyle. Just take the points. Um, Peter Sikora. Peter Sikora, take the points. Take the points. Yeah. What year? What year is this? In 2000, 99-2000. I've been just guessing. Just no, I didn't even know what year it was. I don't even care. <laughs> Milan Halinka. He was really forever. Milan Halinka. Ah, oh, sorry. Damn it. Oh. Johnny, take the points. Take the points. Damien Rhodes. On the board, take the there points. Yes, there's our goalie. There's our goalie. Uh, both goalies off the board. Yep. Uh, Lyle, take the points. Take the points. Uh, Brian Rafalski. Oh, take the points. Take the points. Lyle, take the points. Yes. <laughs> Mark, take the points. He's another center. Who's an, who's another? Ah, uh, dang. Uh, Jamie Langenbrunner. Sorry. No, oh, too soon for him. Dallas Stars. He was in too. Dallas. Yeah. 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 He actually. It's, a, it's like the actually, third time I've made this mistake with the yeah. Devils, and, and Jamie Langenbrunner. The deadline to this yeah. team, to the Devils team. Yeah. But this was but that was in two thousand two. Yeah. So when he was no, traded. I, I, yeah. I feel like I've done this three times when I've named Langenbrunner like three years before he was actually on the team. Yeah. Fair enough. Johnny. Nat Domicelli. Oh, Nat Domicelli dropped, but no, sorry. He's not on the uh, open day roster. Lyle. Uh, eh, uh, um, Colin White. Mm-hmm. That's got to be like that. <laughs> just because, Just because of that, he's not on the board. Just mm. that tone, not on the board. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have said Colon Leblanc. 
Thank you. <laughs> Still not on the board. Um, Mark. I feel like he picked this game because I brought him up earlier tonight. Alexei Zhitnik. Sorry, not on the board. Damn it. Ugh. What's the thread? <laughs> you, the thread was that he just showed us the, the ticket. This. <laughs> oh, that's it? Yeah. I thought there was a... Th- yeah. All right. Oh, Fair yeah. enough. Johnny, take the points. Take the points, Johnny. Mark Bergevin. Sorry. Oh. Now we're getting into it. Now we're in the deep end. Line. <laughs> we weren't when I said Jay Bandolfo. <laughs> no, because there's still that. You know what? Fair. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, that's an excellent There's two. Point. There's there's three names that are pretty. Four names that are pretty. Uh, pretty five names. There are five, 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 five One man to beat. Six names. <laughs> okay. There are definitely seven. Okay. There's a lot of names here, guys, actually. Uh, my go? Yeah, you go. Okay. Um, I believe the pride of Anchorage, Alaska, Scotty Gomez was in take this game. Point. You take the yes, point. Yes, sir. Take the rookie point. season. Yep. Uh, Mark, take the point. Take the points. <laughs> Alexander McGillney. Sorry. Damn it. Early. Uh, Johnny, take the points. Take the points. Um, Danny Heatley. A little early for him, yeah. Yep. Yep. Lyle here. Uh um. Oh um. Uh hang on. Come on. Fun fact, Marty Rodor got a double minor for roughing in this game. Nice. Who'd he rough? Ah, Lindy. <laughs> Ray Ferraro was one of them, and he's already been mentioned. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Oh. Oh. Um. Jason Arnott. Jason Arnott's on the board. Take the point. Oh wow. Yep. That's also yeah. a two-team. Oh no. He, he scored. Yeah. Nope. Remember, he scored nope. the nope. Stanley Cup winning goal for them that year. Yeah. Yep. And then no, he... no, Arnott played for the Predators, not the Thrashers. Yeah, he no. played for the Predators. He played first. for the Stars too, so you got him. Yeah. Messed up playing in yeah. Brunner too. Yeah. Johnny here or Mark, you're up. I was thinking uh, or not. I just thought that he wasn't there. I just had a guy, and I forgot the guy. The guy? The guy. <sighs> Who was I going to guess? Did he block shots? No. Russian? <laughs> Defenseman? Oh, uh, Mark Savard. Sorry, no. Damn it. I want to say he was... Well, that He's be probably Cal- in Calgary. Yeah. Johnny, last call starting now. Last call. Um, Ken Danica? On the board, Ken Danica. Oh, yes. Point. Yes. Laura would be disappointed. Laura's probably yeah. not listening to the show, wondering why we didn't pick yeah. him. Yeah, she, she just had like a like a light bulb went off. and was like, I heard a Ken Danica try. Exactly. Chesson <laughs> yeah. is licking his face. Um, Lyle, last call, last call with the point. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, oh. Oh. Sheldon Surrey. Sorry, no yeah, shit. No. Mark, round us out. I uh, I love that he wasn't on the team this year, and I know that he wasn't, but the fact that he played for them at all is a fantastic. So I'm going to say Mirishlov Shatan played for the Devils, <laughs> but not this year. Not this year. You are correct in that. Um, so we start with the Devils. Arnett was mentioned. Brad Bombardier. 
Sergey Breland, Danico Gomez, Halik Madden were mentioned, Randy McKay, Sergey Demkinov, <sighs> Niedermeyer was mentioned, dead, <clears throat> Lyle Odeline, oh. the pride of Poland, Christoph Oliva. Mm-hmm, of course. Uh, Jay Pandolfo was mentioned. Dennis Pedersen in this one. Rafalski was mentioned. Brian Rolston was not, though. Oh. Uh, Steven Sakura and Burdor mentioned. Four year Atlanta Thrashers. Brunette <laughs> mentioned. Captain Kelly Bookburger was not mentioned. Uh, Captain uh, Kelly Bookburger? Bookburner. Uh, Rosenbagen. Rosen uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Nelson> Rosen. <laughs> Peter Busick. Kevin Dean, Nelson Emerson, Ferraro was mentioned. Johan Garpenloff on this team. Garpenloff. Uh, Matt Johnson, Gord Murphy, uh, Martin Prozaka, uh, <laughs> Daryl Shannon. Hey, Who are these people? Stays. Ah, <laughs> uh, there it is. Yeah. Steve Stays. Mike Stapleton, Stefan was mentioned. Fartet was mentioned. Chris Tamer, Yannick Tremblay, Ed Ward, and Damian Rhodes. Half these guys. <laughs> are real. Yeah, like none of those guys. <laughs> So, to be fair, I thought his name was Pierce, by the way, like Pierce Morgan. It's his, his name is Peter. It's Per. It's P-E-R. That's per. it? It's, P- it's yeah, like Per. per like Per Murdersacker. Per. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, thank far. you for the, yes, Murdersacker makes sense to me now. There we go. I All thought right. it was Pierce. Sfart dead. Pierce Sfart dead. Pierce Fart dead. Pierce Fart Pierce Fart. Fart dead. Fart dead. All right. Well, I don't I want to like a gamey's jersey now. If this, right? Yeah. <laughs> With his name, you gotta find. It might one. be on eBay for fifteen bucks, like that ticket was. <laughs> <laughs> what costs more? Uh, Lyle's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Thank you very much. We'll Always talk pleasure, to you guys. next week. Talk to you next week. Have a good one. There he goes. SpectresHockey.net at SpectresHockey on. We Look. keep him later and later every week. Yeah. A one of one Pierce Fartak printing plate. Oh no. Four ninety nine. Four also <laughs> but then I also have to find a jersey. Yeah, twenty yeah, twenty five bucks for a one of one printing plate of Pierce Fartak <laughs> in the nineteen eighty eight ninety nine season. So good. And that's with the fancy letters, right? Those, it, are, those it, are the it, thrashers it, letters. The negative, it's got everything. Pierce collected yeah. his first NHL point with an assist in Atlanta's 5-5 draw with Buffalo on October 9th, 1999. A draw. A fucking draw. And originally a six-round draft pick by Dallas in 93. Spartet was acquired by the Thrashers in a trade at the 99 draft. How about that? That's so good. They didn't even, like, choose him from the expansion draft. They're like, you know what? We want to trade for this guy. <laughs> He's got a great name. My scouts are saying Spartet this, Spartet that. <laughs> Spark that everything. You can buy a Swedish card from 95-96. Played for Modo. Hello, Modo. Of course he did. Yeah. I mean, if he would have gone to uh, Malmo. If he would have gone to Malmo, I just would have. I already had the jersey. All I need is the numbering kit. This one sounds a little too personal. It's got a chrome refractor uncut. I don't need to know if he's cut or uncut. <laughs> Stop with that. Anyway, what's he doing now? What I'm going to look that up. What's he doing that now? tearing me apart. John, <laughs> oh, man. I have no uh, idea how to spell his name. I, I got it. Sh- it's fine. I'll give a shout out to uh, to Buffalo. Um, it was fun. It was a good time. It was cold, but it was fun. Uh, I'll give a shout out to Propane Heaters. Mm-hmm. 
Um, give a shout out to uh, cleaning my house. My uh, the aura ring that I have was like, we know that you have been working out recently. Like, what was this workout that you did? And I, I had to mark it down as other, and it was like, all right, well, write down what it was. And I was like, cleaning, <laughs> um, making it. So so far, so far the working out for the oil rigs only been cleaning. There you go. Um, which is fine. And uh, yeah, I think that's pretty good. So give a shout out to Stacy's mom. I uh, took it to uh, to Buff- to Buffalo. Everybody everybody got a taste. They all liked Stacy's mom, so it was mm. good. Wow. All right. Uh, the no clue on what he's doing now, uh, but he won the golden pucken as most valuable player in the Swedish elite league. Yeah. And I find it hilarious that uh, they have their the team name called the golden pucken uh, as the, as the MVP <laughs> award. <laughs> the it golden pucken. It's fantastic. The most so he also Swedish played for our, one of our favorite minor league teams, the Orlando solar bears he did 27 yeah. games worth. Oh, if I could get a solar bears Jersey, then and I bet you, I guarantee you. Well, I can't guarantee that because I'm trying to think. Well, he was on the BCM network. He might have been on the BCM network in 2003 <laughs> with the uh, Chicago Wolves. So been awesome. If we could find that game somewhere. <laughs> For all, literally all three of those games that he played. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we have all we have his career, his career <laughs> anthology. He's zero for zero. He had zero points, but he did take a one two minute penalty. Right. So he needed to get on the score sheet somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Then he went to Modo, won the golden pucken, and away we are. Mm-hmm. Was that after his NHL career? Yes, it was. 2007. Wow. Good for him. Yeah. You know, late, late bloomer, that's far dead. Right. <sighs> Shout out to Holy Pierce Fart dead. He has an Instagram, though. Oh, I need to follow him, apparently. Oh, the account's private. Damn. Uh, I will still follow him. I don't care. <laughs> He's a hockey expert for uh, Spurgy Radio, which is the Sweden uh, national <laughs> broadcasting. So good for okay. him. Send me the link. I'll follow him. All right. Send you the link. All right. Go ahead with your shout out, sir. Uh, I uh, Shout out to Ginger. She's passed out. Uh, shout out to not being on a work trip. That's fun as well. Shout out to, I don't know. I just don't get sleep anymore. So that's not a shout out. That's just a fact. (laughs) So that's it. Uh, until, you know what? John said that he was going to get another one of those tracking rings. (laughs) So until... I have one of those. We'll we'll never know how bad my sleep stats actually are. That's true. And I am not going to go buy one right now. So we'll, we can I wait. John, gonna give you one. John said that he's gonna he's gonna <laughs> hand me down his just like everything else in our lives because I always wind up ever since I was you know yay big in little league. Uh, <laughs> I always got John's hand me downs. So, uh, yeah, that'll just be another one. And then we'll actually go head to head on sleep stats and see how, just how bad it is. But uh, I mean, it won't know. even be close. It won't be close. No. And then you're going to have people asking you, like, 
you know, trying to like, why are you sleeping so poorly? Trying to for you to throw people under the bus, and you're like, I mean, everything right now is yeah. just the. Not yeah, why well so pissy, yeah, why are you so pissy, Mark? Yeah, why are you so pissy? Yeah, except I'm going to tell him because I'm so tired that I have no filter. At least dry side will probably get some sleep. Yeah, you never know. Presumably. <laughs> millions and millions. I think he's fine. He sleeps on a bag of money. Exactly. That's his pillow. Mm-hmm. Um. Shout out to the uh, the all-in-one controller for my uh, DJI Omos. going to be super sick when we actually get out and use it when it's not fucking freezing outside. Disc to weather. Uh, disc to uh, alternators. Um, mine blew up in the most inconvenient spot while driving. Oof. So as I was driving... So not in the back of a Volkswagen? No, not in the... This is much worse. I almost had a Volkswagen get into the back of me. What a country. Oh. Oh, so hard. literally, my car starts shutting down as I'm driving home. And I luckily turn off and get into a... Halfway to a Jiffy Lube uh, parking lot uh, before it stops. It's on the back road because you can't get anything off the main the main thoroughfare there. Uh, so the, the manager and one of his, uh, his uh, shop uh, shop guys... We're like, yeah, we just saw you freaking out. We trying to get into the Jiffy Lube. I'm like, yeah, kind of kind of in a bad spot because it's not starting up and not turning on and things are flashing and honking at me. I don't know what the fuck's going on because it was just pulling straight battery power uh, the entire time. So, yeah, that was a fun time. Shout out to the Jiffy Lube, though, getting an alternator done. Didn't know you could get it done there. Shocking. Uh, they can do everything. Right. Uh, also, a disc to Dennis. Uh, I have to go to the dentist next week, and that's gonna so. Oh, I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was just some guy named Dennis that you were yeah. shitting on. <laughs> well, you know, the menace, Dennis, the menace, Dennis Rodman. Just to, <laughs> shout out to him. Is anyone named really? Who is there? Any good Dennis? Unless, uh, Dennis Miller, maybe, but not really. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, not really. I don't think so. Um, and a shout out to buying more hockey cards. That was fun. So that's it. That's all. Um, for Johnny P. Mark of the C, I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Face Off Hockey Show. Uh, on the Face Off Hockey Show, meet a faction part of podcastmonsters.com. Um, you can catch us out on all the uh, socials at uh, FOHS Radio on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and patreon.com slash Face Off Hockey Show. Guys, have a wonderful week. We'll be back next week for the 77th annual Big Stan Birth Celebration. As uh, we celebrate 77 years of the guy that just knows a guy. Uh, good times. <laughs> There's a, always a guy. Oh, tell ask Johnny. There's uh, a guy. Clean your engine. You're ready to go. All right. Guys, have a good one. Be safe. And we'll talk to you next time. Peace.